is fine. Good. Just teasing you. Yep. All right. Okay. It's 5.06. Uh, we call this meeting to order on March 22nd, 2008. Uh, 2018. 18. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're ahead of our time here. There you go. 2018. Yeah, no. So, um, again, I want to thank you all for coming, both uh, members of the committee and members of the public and the press. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we had a, a the Board of Supervisors recently uh, voted to proceed on the uh, cannabis regulation talks. So that's something that's going to start happening. And that will shape the, the direction this committee needs to go in, at least uh, in some part. And um, well, we'll just get straight into it. Uh, First of all, again, I want to thank the Ants Electric Cooperative for lending us their facilities. We're always grateful. And we'll move on to approve, well, no, before we move on to approve the agenda, I, will always, I want to remind the public that all discussions will be private to the, well, closed to the committee, and there will be an allotted space at the end of the meeting, three minutes per member of the public, okay, for any and all questions and comments. So with that, we move to approve the agenda. Uh, we have an agenda? Did you not get an agenda? Just oh, there's another Oh, thank you. So, yeah. Thank you. Wait for the agenda. Thank you. Oh, I've got it. I'll give you a second. I'll give you all a second to review the agenda. A second. Okay. You have a second. Do we have any questions, comments, discussions, <coughs> objections? So we move to approve the agenda. All in favor? Aye. 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 Passes unanimously. Uh, so we say a fourth item on the agenda is the approval of the March 9th minutes. There's a copy of the minutes center of the table. Uh, I'm asking for volunteers to read the minutes. Anybody? Do we have a volunteer? I'll read them. I took them. All right. I misspell your name in there, Kieran. I'm sorry. I might have. Okay. See where it is. Oh, um, oh no, it's perfect. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, meeting minutes. Uh, the Cannabis Emergency Regulation Committee uh, held on March 9th, 2018. Uh, meeting of the Cannabis Emergency Regulation Committee was called to order at 5 p.m. on March 9th, 2018, in Anza, California, by Chair Edison Gomez Kraus. Present Edison Gomez Kraus, Bob Giffen, Phil Kennedy, Kevin Short, Kendall Steinmetz, George Hannion. Absent, Daryl Hostler, Karen Samuels, and Richard Koo. Others present, uh, Betsy Hansen, Jeff Crawley, Paula Crawley, Brian Bahari, Gary Warbeck, uh, and I couldn't read a couple of names, so I guessed it's in spelling, Felix Swee, uh, Grant Funk, Art Gomez, Jennifer Miller, Annika Knoppel, Polly Hong, Timothy Lauritsen, John and Pam Clark, Ronnie Bell, Sang Sul, Sum Botsai, and Diane Seeker. Uh, introduction, uh, Chairman Gomez Kraus introduced the committee and discussed its purpose. The agenda was unanimously approved as distributed. Minutes of the previous meeting held February 22nd, 2018 were read by the chair and unanimously approved after minor corrections. Member Kennedy abstained. Uh, Member Kennedy reported on water levels at the well serving the Anza Mutual Water Company and distributed printed materials. He discussed the lawsuit involving the Kawea tribe and the lack of commercial wells in the area. 
Brian Bahari, president of the Anza Groundwater Association, presented information regarding the United States Geological Survey of local wells, static water levels, and an estimate in acre feet of total local grower water use. His calculations estimated approximately 460 acre feet per year use by growers, equal to 10% of the local rainfall recharge. Uh, Mr. Bahari also stated that USGS has been approved for a new two-year study of local groundwater. 5.35 p.m., member Richard Koo entered the meeting. Kendall Steinmetz and Richard Koo presented the proposed commercial cannabis production survey to the committee. It was stated that the High Country Journal is willing to publish the English version of the survey. At the request of the chair, all reference to the High Desert Growers Alliance are to be removed from the survey, including the return email address. The chair also requested eliminating the SAGE area from the survey in deference to the AVMAX official geographical boundaries not included in that area. Um, after further discussion, the survey was approved for release as amended. Uh, member candidate opposed. Chair Gomez Cross presented and discussed the Riverside County budget for public safety. Under new business, Chair Gomez Kraus stated that any new data presented to the committee will be assigned to a committee member for research and is to be presented at the following meeting. After discussion, this item was approved by the committee. Uh, information on Riverside County Ordinance 449.248 regarding industrial hemp cultivation was distributed to the committee. Chair Gomez Kraus discussed the upcoming Board of Supervisors Cannabis Workshop on March 20th, 2018 at 1.30 p.m. Under old business, Vice Chair Giffen distributed information on Humboldt County Measure S and discussed. The City of Adelanto Medical Cultivation Ordinance was discussed. Chair Gomez Kraus moved to postpone further discussion on other alternate financial opportunities for grower community collaboration. Motion passed. Chair Gomez Kraus presented and discussed the CERC final report template. Under uh, public comments, Tim Lordson of Anza discussed water use. Jeff Crawley of Anza discussed the fee structure in the grower survey. Gary Warbeck of Anza discussed the fee structure in the grower survey. He also asked if Hemet Unified School District has noted changes in drug-related crime. Andrew Carey of Anza discussed fee structure in the grower survey. Grant Funk of San Diego offered attorney services. And Ron Bell of Anza discussed Anza Electric Cooperative Solar Rules. Uh, the meeting was adjourned at 6.57 p.m. by Chair Edison gomez Cross. The next general meeting will be at 5 p.m. on March 22, 2018, in Anza, California, at the office of Anza Electric Cooperative, uh, 58470 Highway 71, Anza, California. All right. <coughs> I move we accept the minutes as read. Okay. Does he have a second? I'll second. I wish to have an amendment made. It's open for discussion. Go ahead. Um, I'd like to make it clear that um, you know, on page two, when I'm discussing the um, cannabis survey, that um, Mr. Kennedy was not opposed to the survey, merely opposed to approving an unfinished document. I'd like, I wanted to see the document in its final form. So I don't know the best way to say that uh, in its current form. <coughs> I think that's it. As a draft? Yeah. Opposed as a draft. Opposed in its, draft form. in its draft form. Yeah, opposed, opposed, opposed approving it in its draft form. Right, because in concept there wasn't an, uh, I just don't like to vote for something I can't visually see that, after that the, the text has been changed. Actually, I like the word unfinished because. Okay. okay. It's unfinished. <coughs> so let's use unfinished. 
Are you still taking the minutes, right, Karen? I am. Okay, cool. If you, if you so want. No, 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 Although he does it. a better job. <laughs> uh, we're not here. I don't know about that. We're not, we're not measuring. Uh, I'm measuring. <laughs> no, so please. You're going to change that um, uh, opposed in an unfinished form or something along that? Opposed approving the survey in its unfinished form. Perfect. I'll modify my motion to accept that change. <coughs> I'll second. Uh, I, I do want to just uh, just bring up the fact that um, Brian Bahari, when he mentioned the equal total 10% total on the first page, bottom right, last last line, uh, equal total 10% of total local rainfall recharge. Um, should we include the fact that uh, the numbers were extremely ballpark? Or hypothecated, or hypothecated because uh, although it does mention that, uh, as I said, uh, it says his calculations, but his calculations <coughs> were based on speculation and not factual data. So, That's true. Uh, yeah, so speculation. It was more of an example. It was, it was a, more of a mathematical example that he proposed. Mm -hmm. My interpretation of it, correct, he was yeah. picking numbers out of the air to show us how the math would work. And correct, estimated correct. and approximately are both huge <coughs> hedges. He's certainly not stating fact. Yeah, it's, they we're not saying fact, so maybe his uh, Both the words estimated and approximately indicate that it's I, I would actually his calculations based on his best estimation of approximately. I would actually go all the way and remove the whole idea of the 10% because since it was an example, he could have made an example with 3,000 growers or 10 growers and it would, I mean, it, it's not representative of a reality. So perhaps... Um, <coughs> or you could state could potentially, could potentially. equal 10% of the total. Could yeah. potentially equal. Yeah. Or more. Or more. In a hypothetical scenario, I think uh, hypothetical is cru cru crucial because he brought in nothing to support any of the numbers he was doing. Right. Right. Yeah. So maybe we had meant a minute to say um, solely hypothetical. A, a hypothetical example. Can I make this really simple? Yes, yes please. Just Start with his calculations ending with groundwater and strike all of it. His calculations to groundwater. So. He presented information regarding a USGS survey, uh, static water levels, and an estimate in acre feet of total, total local grower water use. In yeah. there, I I I didn't follow. I I got his calculations, and then I tried to take strike all of his calculations. Strike that whole last sentence. Yeah. Strike estimated all the way to the end. sixty ten percent yeah, recharge all, all the way to the end. All the way to all the way to groundwater. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the whole last thing. The whole yeah, because again, as you mentioned, it's, it was basically a conversation that. Yeah, perfect. I like it. Okay. So, so it will end in groundwater use? Uh, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. right. Would you amend your motion? I'll amend the motion to incorporate the exchange. The sentence that says Mr. Bahari stated that the oh. USGS has been approved for a new two years uh, study of local groundwater. Well, we, we, I'm sorry, you're we right. Can we could leave that. Right, right? because yeah. that's accurate. So we, need, we, we, we cut it out until rainfall yeah, recharge. Yeah. yeah, so the sentence that begins with his calculation and ends in rainfall recharge. Just Correct. like that. Okay. Thank you, Karen. Good catch. Will you re-amend, Daryl? <laughs> yeah, re-amend. Re, re um, I'm going to wait and make sure we don't have any other. Do we have any other <laughs> amendments? We might as well do it all at one time. Yeah, yeah. 
I think we're good. So are we good? Yes. Okay, allow men a motion to make those changes. I'll re second. So do we I vote to approve the minutes uh, with all the amendments? Aye. 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 That is unanimous. <coughs> Great, thank you very much. Okay, we move on to our fifth item on the agenda, reports. First report will be on the March 20th Board of Supervisors. Oh, I missed a lot there. Uh, workshop on cannabis regulation. Uh, four of the CERC members were there that I know of. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Bob to just give us a little insight on what happened there. Okay, so I printed out for everybody's uh, edification, the, uh, which just got released last week, the Board of Supervisors. Uh, first, Supervisors Washington and Jeffries were appointed in November of last year to start studying uh, what the county would like or need as far as cannabis. Of course, no input was taken from anybody that I know. So, uh, but they came up with, the staff provided County of Riverside Planning Department staff report and their recommendations. And uh, based on what's going on, and of course, Kendall was there, he talked, a number of us spoke. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. They, uh, I'll just give you a couple highlights of what's in here. Number one is they want to limit to 50 cultivation permits in the entire Riverside County. Mm -hmm. And I brought it to their attention. Are you aware that there's anywhere from 300 to a couple thousand commercial grows in Anza currently? Um, even if a couple of them want to get legal, uh, you know, I said, where did you come up with that 50 number and didn't get an answer? Um, and well, just to put it in here for the, their answer was they were, I, I think they, what they kind of uh, mentioned was that 50 was what they thought they could handle. Right. The first year. It's, yeah, it's but, not numerically limited. It's just it's, 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 but, but it was they didn't mention how they could handle these fifty or what how they came up with the, how they came up with the fifty. It's just but, they just threw it out. Fifty of any size or did they? Fifty of any size. Fifty licenses. Period. They, they were calling them licenses okay. for cultivation. I think, I think they said they, they took two example from two other city or county, right? And well, they, they did numbers based yeah. on what other counties right. have done based on population. Right. And then they say, okay, we're gonna decide on fifty in the middle. That's gonna yeah. Well, right. you know, number one, that's not going to satisfy right. our community, at least the community of the growers, right. um, and a number of people, you know, actually 90, over 90% of the, uh, there was only really one objection of all the people that spoke. It was mostly growers. There was no, not much in the way of people that were not interested in growing cannabis. Kendall's not here, but he did bring up an interesting thing that I thought was rather succinct. He said, well, I'll, I'll go through the different recommendations and what they, where they don't want to allow it, and I'll go through each type rather quickly. But Kendall brought up a situation. They're saying not anywhere in a residential zone. Well, for the existing growers, probably 90% are in a residential grow. So in other words, they're not going to be allowed in Riverside County. 
in a residential zoned zoning. So they pretty much limited it to commercial, MM, and agricultural. Um, the thing that's a little bit problematic about that, if you have RR zoning, you're allowed to grow crops on your own property and build greenhouses, but not if it's for cannabis. So when it's a legal plant, then how can you discriminate against a legal crop when you can grow anything else, orchids or whatever? I think there's a little bit of a problem with that because you can grow anything else but cannabis, which is now <coughs> legal. I looked into that. One is they clarified they were talking only about unincorporated Riverside County. Two, they clarified that at this point, uh, anyone who started growing in any zoning knew <coughs> that if they were in excess of six plants for personal use or 12 or 24 under a medical recommendation, knew that they were starting an enterprise that was not permitted before it became legal as a plan. And three, that a lot of the examples of growing f plants, flowers, having an aviary, have a whole host of other regulations that come into play if you have a commercial nursery or have Well, that, that's partly what aviary. we're going to be doing, Karen, is coming up with what types of things we recommend to the county, but my, my point is, no, no, my point how can is you discriminate about a, a, a specific product, whether it's legal or not legal? If it's already legalized, why would you pick a particular product? You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's legal to grow anything else but cannabis. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one problem I found with this particular regulation, or uh, I guess we call it a zoning issue, is the fact that it doesn't help ANZA whatsoever because most of the grows in ANZA are on RR or RA or other similar. Um, it doesn't the, help the growers in ANZA. Or the town. See, the thing is, uh, afterwards they also mentioned in this packet somewhere, it mentions their budget for regulating. They need $1.8 million, I believe, to regulate. And that regulation <laughs> does cover $695,000 for code enforcement, but that's only to regulate the... Legal. Legalized grows. That doesn't Not go, that doesn't illegal. go to the to any enforcement of the illegal grows. Can you help us find that? In uh, whew, um, it's in the twenty-five page. I usually use Control F to find this kind of thing. So um, I'm sorry, I did read this. I'm, no, you know what? I don't think it's going to be here. It's, it's not going to in be there. In, it's, it's going to be in Charissa's presentation, which you can find on the Riverside County's website. It's also on the Avmax Facebook. I posted it. The entire meeting is on there, and they have their slides. I watched it live. Okay. And I don't remember. She did throw out that number, and I no, no. But I don't remember that it was only to it was regulate it was. people. It was six hundred ninety-five thousand dollars for for code enforcement, which uh, is approximately three yeah. officers in the entire unincorporated area of Riverside, um, just to enforce the regulated grows. That does nothing, nothing about the black illegal. market. So that means answer stays the same. You will not get more code enforcement. You will not get an engorged budget for the sheriffs. That will not happen. The, the status quo will remain. So that's what's worrying, worrisome, per se. So you will not have, actually, that, that pretty much says you will not have regulated growth in answer. 
period. I mean, how, how many are on ag or commercial? It would it you would take three commercial. officers to just do ANZA no. now, you know, yeah. seriously. So what you're saying is, um, for those of us who are residents of ANZA that don't grow, our choices are to either have 100% illegal <coughs> grows or a percentage of legal grows, all the illegal grows have no budget to enforce them. And so we're essentially where we are, except that the gr group of illegal cannabis growers are now separated out into some that are compliant and some that are not. None are compliant. Today. And in the future, with your efforts, you hope to break them into two groups where some are compliant <coughs> and some are not, and ANZA continues to have more or less the situation that it has. Just to be clear, the 695 uh, in the budget is for regulation of the, uh, the licensed uh, growers. Correct. Correct. But enforcement of the law would come out of other areas of the budget, it seems to me. Which so they have none. They have none. And Captain yes, Curtis, I think, will we'll give us They say they have. They have a budget. Is yeah, a budget. Yes. In the record. I don't know the specifics, of course. Well, it, it won't, it won't but change. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I don't think the regulation uh, aspect of it would be the budget for all enforcement for that particular thing. That's. Can you restate that? I didn't really get that. The, the 695,000 yeah, is, is stated to be the budget to control the regulated growers. Correct, correct. So the unregulated growers would just simply be in violation of, if, if they're going to modify Ordinance 925 or come up with something other than that. I mean, new ordinance, maybe. Okay, that would still fall under regular law enforcement budget, would it not? Yes, it would. It would. Okay. And as I understood it, they considered three approaches. One was a license fee based on plants or canopy <coughs> size or garden. area. Uh, the second was um, something that did not permit them to charge any more than the actual cost of regulating, which they eliminated right away. And the third was this development agreement, which allowed them to deal individually with each individual case and evaluate it based on what the cost would be to regulate, as well as some benefit or mitigating factors, and I think they lean towards that mm -hmm. third that option. Was the choice that was the choice. choice and one of the reasons they uh, dispensed with that second option where they were limited to what they could charge as a licensing fee was simply because they would be then governed by <coughs> only the cost of regulating that license. Mm, That's not, what I'm not entirely sure about that last part. Uh, they they never mentioned how much they could or could not. Charge. No, they just said that that second option, mm. they could only charge the actual cost of administering that license. They were not allowed to charge above and beyond, and that was the first option they eliminated for that reason. Yeah. And to spread that six hundred ninety-five thousand out over fifty grows, that's thirteen thousand nine hundred per permit per year. Yeah, but this is also countywide. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so with that, Riverside that County, k that whole budget with 50 permits, they're going to have to charge each one 13900 per year to break even on the budget. Right. And half of them will be, and, 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 will drive time will be half of their okay. time. And I mean, oh, it, actually, if you go with that, I mean, there's a $1.8 million budget just to regulate. So divide 1.8 into 50, and that's how much they're going to have to charge them. Then what's, what's the 695 on that? 695 that's just the enforcement side. There's some part oh, of public oh, health. They've got agricultural department. They have all the departments. Is the total. So 
that's that's a, that's a lot per grow, and uh, I believe there's also 19 dispensaries, and they didn't mention a cap on testing facilities. But honestly, I think testing facilities and 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 dispensaries are not really a, uh, a thing here in Anza. Actually, they emphasized that testing facilities needed be to be near grows. Okay. Well, they did. So that they did not, you didn't ha didn't have crop being driven to LA. I think they mentioned LA. areas where it's prohibited. Yeah, so they actually explained that it was necessary to have the full path to market localized. Well, my thought process is this is, you know, and I'm a fence sitter, but my thought process is maybe they need to look at an area specific situation you know maybe we need to come up with setbacks they have to be so far the lot has to be a certain size but if you eliminate all residential properties all residential zone whether it's ra or rr if you're on 20 acres and you can be more than 600 feet from another living residence or a neighbor because a lot of these growers cluster they're in the same area with each other. It's not so much that it's a one-off here, there's a lot of clustering going on. So, you know, maybe we give a recommendation to them because the staff has already worked on a, a lot of work. And But the, the scenario that I got from Kendall and a number of people is, okay, you've pretty much eliminated everybody who's a startup person now because they're going to be on commercial property, more expensive, very limited in amount in our community. The impression I got, sorry to interrupt, at the end of the meeting was that this was the staff's first stab at a way of looking at the problem. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the meeting, what I heard them say was they were sympathetic to the small grower, both Kevin Jeffries and Chuck Washington said that, that they were choosing the development agreement model, even though they had concerns that it was valid for five to 10 years, that they wanted some flexibility on that, that they were choosing that because they intended to proceed in a case-by-case -case basis. And I heard them start out with what their study their staff recommended as a way of approaching with several options. And I heard these two supervisors choose to a path that would allow them <coughs> flexibility on a case-by-case -case basis. So I viewed that as actually a nice compromise between what the growers feel they need and all the rest of us in Anza that are trying to make a family life here. Okay. Well, well I'll, 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 if they're not going to enforce any laws, exactly. what's the, it's pointless. Exactly. Yeah, I know. This is meaningless. And, and my thought process is we need to make it a win-win for the community and the county. And the only way that's going to happen is with a fee structure. And I it think they to, eliminated that quite well, no, no. Yeah. They did not. Actually, if I can, may, if I may, uh, Bob, um, one thing that is important here is that no other community in the unincorporated area is doing what we're doing right now. So that's that's the first step. We're, we've taken the first step towards letting the supervisors know what is best for our community. Um, uh, other than that, honestly, I, I suggest we, well, the majority of the growers uh, I think got to the supervisors 
and they did feel the supervisors get the, got the feeling that they needed to protect the small grower and not the large corporations to protect the unincorporated areas. We have our power issues. We have our water issues. Uh, I'm not sure, as you you mentioned as a as a citizen non farmer, how you would feel uh, about having a super grow here in Anza. I don't know if you prefer that to having several small cottage farms. So th that's that's that. Those are your options. You actually have to weigh. It's not the Illegal farmers versus some illegal and some regulated. It's what do you want, huge or specialty cottage? Because those are really your options when the supervisors go forward. I and don't I think, think it's an either or. I think we could end up with one question about whether it's small cottage growers or large farms. And my question stands is I hear this as you could either have all illegal grows or you can have some legal grows and no budget to handle the illegal grows. So you have exactly the same impact on your neighborhood, your environment, your water, uh, possible contaminants. And that's the question that I'm most interested in addressing is, um, as a non-grower, I respect that the growers want to do, who want to do it well, but if the impact on my community is we make two piles, it makes no difference to me at all. Yeah, um, yeah so at least my, my, my view would be that um, from what I hear, you know, I, I was there also, right? I also present in front of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, council. You know, I think that this is more of a preliminary data and finding from the staff, right? Exactly. Now, of course, many of the points that Bob and, you know, Edison already talked about, that does not align with our area, right? Because they are really, I would say, very drastic in terms of what the recommendation is. For example, the zoning, which doesn't, really, you know, I think work for us in this area, right, in, in terms of, you know, where you want to grow indoor or outdoor, right, they basically say, hey, we are limiting our outdoor and only indoor, right, that doesn't work here, that doesn't, you know, and, and so, and so those are kind of the second bullet point, and the number of licensing, right, the number of licensing there, like I said, 50 for the county, the entire county, that doesn't work here, and so I think, at least from my perspective, those are the three important points that we have to you know, address, right, to the council, and I think many of the members who came right, from our council or the members from other area, I just spoke to those three really important points, right, that, you know, we have to make sure that, you know, they create a good balance so that, you know, we have sufficient number of licensing for, you know, all the growers, right, as well as making sure that we address, uh, they address issue of the zoning, right, for example, here in Anza Valley, we have only you know, we have more than a couple hundred, right? And, you know, so 50 alone is not going to, you know, support all the people here, right? And, of course, the, the other area is the indoor-outdoor. We know that a lot of people actually grow outdoor, right? So I think that's kind of the concerns that most people have. And, you know, I think that the feedback from what we have presented to them, I, I hope that they have all the data necessary to, you know, to, to hopefully make those necessary changes that can be applicable across all the area, in, you know, in you know the unincorporated area, right? Because I think for me, those are the three important areas, right? Um, now, of course, the recommendation, I think those kind of like first draft, right? And I hope that as they're taking all the input from us, also as well as you know, hopefully they will go out and talk to the real people, right? The real you know, folks that were actually out there, because I think that based on the data I see, right, they're talking to all the different planning department and all those groups, but I'm not sure how do they actually getting all this data, right, because I don't think they are talking to anybody, like, out here, 
and try to truly they're understand not, what's going on. Actually, right. Okay, yeah. so again, as everybody stated, yeah, this is um, yeah. everything the supervisor said. Everything happened at the meeting is to be taken with a grain of salt yeah. and some hot sauce because and, it is, and you can view it. Yeah, it, it, it's, on, it's online. You can see it. Um, just the, my final thought on this would be before we move on to the next item on the agenda would be um, I'm not sure if it ever happened, but sometime back I believe when O.J. Simpson was in jail, he uh, he he said he was going to write a book called If I Did It. You know, basically saying if he did it, how he would have done it. So right now we're at a point where our recommendation to the supervisors truly has to be if you do it, this is how we would like it. Because they even said there's a possibility they will they will uh, maintain the ban. The ban may may stay in place if they decide that that's what's best for the community. Now, if we simply say, you know, we don't want it, uh, and they proceed, we're screwed because we we had no say in how it's done. Uh, by them saying voting four to one and it passed, <coughs> chances are it's going through. I'm not, I can't say for sure, but chances are it's going through. And if it's not going to be on a ballot because it's going to be on a fee basis, there's no vote. They basically decide it's going to happen and it's going to happen. I, I, I think you need to be careful how you characterize that. Just because it doesn't go how we say doesn't mean we have no say. That's true. So, That's very true. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, well, yeah, true. But I, I prefer to say somehow, have some say in it. Uh, well, of course. That's they they may not That's take our input yeah. is what it amounts yeah. to. Well, they can take our input. They may just not decide to Based on go the way that we're yeah. suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. So just be careful about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, yes, you're, you're correct. I should be more careful with that. I'm just saying the way I read the room is we should, we should try and tailor their regulation to our community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I agree. So okay. Agree. So let's uh, let's just leave that. I recommend everybody, members of the public and committee, watch that video. It's very enlightening. Philip, do we have uh, available to the board the uh, the Riverside County web address to review that meeting? I don't, but it's it's uh, pinned at the top of the Avmax Facebook page. Okay. So www.avmac.org. Mac.xyz. Av. Anza Valley Mac dot XYZ. But the Facebook page is where the, the video is at. Okay, and this is your Facebook address. Yeah, just just type in Avmac and it's at the very top. Thank you. A video. But you can also go to the Riverside County R I V C O B O S and look up agenda. You can pull up this paperwork. Yeah, Riverside County. I'll Board send you all the link via email. How about that? So also for members of That's the public easy. and the press, uh, do a Google search for Riverside County. Uh, clerk of the county, you can look at current agendas, you can look at staff reports that are attached, you can watch the video live while the meetings are going on, and then after the fact. Um, and I, I would request members of the press to uh, make that information widely available because that it's easier than driving to Riverside if you're not planning to see, but at least most you get a chance. Easier at least driving. you get a chance to see what's going on. Yeah. All right. So with that, we uh, I believe we can move on to uh, uh, item B. Uh, Richard Kuhn and Kendall Simons, an update on the cannabis cultivation survey. Uh, what's going on? All right. So. Um, as we agree on the last meeting, right, uh, I made the necessary modification based on everybody's feedback. And on the 10th, I submitted the final copy to, uh, you know, Edison, and he approved the, the, the uh, final copy on a PDF and also a Word document. 
And so that one had been approved and a copy was uh, provided to Kendall to uh, provide to, I think, the uh, High Desert uh, newspaper, right? And so they actually uh, published that um, portion of the cover letter on Friday. Right? So that was you know, uh, on Friday. And then we also hand out you know, copies to you know, people that we know, as well as um, you know, folks who are interested on looking at the physical copies or the hard copy. And so, so there is available now you know, online, right, the uh, you know, newspaper version, right? And, and so people can actually go there and you know, do the survey through, you know, online. Um, we have the, I have a final copy here, so if anyone want to look at it, or I will send the final copy you know, to everyone so that you can have both there. I think the uh, final yeah. copy has already been published. Yes. I right. saw it in yeah. the paper. Right. And yeah, it was modified published. here and then it was right. basically so that's it was published with the already. amendments. And so, 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 last, the, so let me give you guys a quick update. Uh, so far, let me see what the data looks like. <coughs> this is kind of like, I think, um, a week. Since Friday of last week, this is the amount of data we have coming back so far. So I'll share with you guys. Do we have a date where we think uh, we should cut off the survey? We can't just leave yeah, it we, we need to forever. decide when do we want to cut off the survey. Well, so when do we have in the meeting in April? Oh, yeah, just a quick, quick little special announcement. Um, uh, the MAC determined that April 25th, the last Wednesday of April, uh, would be the presentation of this committee's final report or preliminary final report according to what happened. So happens. we basically have a month. We have a month. So I would say perhaps by the next meeting we should get some results on that survey. That's just my opinion. because So we can analyze the data yeah. and have an extra meeting to interpret it and possibly make some assumptions, decisions, or analysis of that data. Okay. So as of today, right, um, I have Three physical copy, right? Hard copy, which is survey coming back. Okay, so I'll go enter into, into the system, and then online we have approximately fifty-one uh, survey coming back online, right? and I'll show you some data. So this is all the um, you know surveys coming back. There's a total of fifty surveys so far, and. So, do we have any way of verifying whether they're legitimate? I'm just asking this question. Oh, or is it five brothers that all work at the same farm? Oh, know? it was handled very nicely in yeah. the paper by t requesting people not to uh, fill it out multiple yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way we can communicate. Right? So, no the, the Russians couldn't have put any bots <laughs> in that no are filling it out? There's no Russian bots. No Russian bots. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> So shall we take this with a, a giant grain of salt and chili sauce as well? Probably. Yeah. But it'll serve as, it'll serve this is as something. This called a non-scientific survey. Uh, yeah. I mean, all the feedback here are from the growers, right? These are so. just growers. So you can see the data is not coming back on March 15th, right? So we don't have a lot of data, but you can see uh, right after the articles was published last Friday, you can see the numbers start to spike up. So in total, we have about 51, and I, I have to enter this one, right? So, so 51 people, okay? 
And I can go through each question, so we won't. That, I know. Is that necessary? You, you, want to, you want me to go through each question? Or I Not yet until wait. we have more yeah. results, I guess. Certainly yeah. give us a flavor of. You want that? What? Well, Some how many questions sense. are there now? There are a total of 10 questions. Well, you can go ahead. I mean, Karen didn't hear the changes. All right, sure. Yeah, I'd okay. certainly like okay. a flavor of what they were answering. So, so let me kind of give you guys a rough uh, update on what all feedback. So, question number one, right? It talk about if Riverside County allow cannabis growing in the unincorporated area to become legal, certified, tax cultivated, would you be willing to uh, sign up, right? And so you can see. Um, of the 51 people responded, right, only one person said no, right, and 50 person actually said yes, right? What Before, a surprise. Yeah. So I'm not know who that one person <laughs> that said no is, right, but the rest are pretty much, you know, okay. Question number two, which type of cannabis um, farming would you like to um, be permitted for? Choose only one option, right, so, you know, we, the option are either, you know, indoor, outdoor, or both. Right, as you can see, roughly about 38 people won both, okay? Um, nine people said uh, outdoor, and four say indoor, okay? So that's question number two. So about three quarters say both? Yeah, three quarters won both. There's no mixed light? Or you're well, saying outdoors? Well, indoor? that is indoor. Mixed light yeah, is considered right. indoor. According so to outdoor is a straight outdoor? Or outdoor is, according to the Riverside outdoor. County Board of Supervisors, outdoor is straight outdoor. Uh, mixed light, I believe, is in a hoop house or a greenhouse. With I, there, there is a limitation to the amount of light they can use. I don't remember the exact number. So there's not going to be an option to be able to do a mixed light? No, there is. That is. That is. That is. They're that's just indoor. Can, just indoor. Classified yeah. as indoor. Yeah. yeah. We try to simplify the questionnaire so that people don't want to spend so much time. So we need an indoor outdoor. And I think for mix, right, the public as well, you could be part of the indoor, right? And some people say, and also the both option. All right. And then question number uh, three: If you prefer to grow indoor, what size room canopy tier? Would you like to be permitted for right? And you can see this is a a mix of uh, different size. You got seventeen people. The majority then say it's um, five thousand to ten thousand. No, I think it's one five yeah. ten. Okay. Um, and then five you got eleven say you know then one size. 1,000 to 5,000, and then 500 to 1, you know, 1,000 square foot is nine person, and then 250 to 500 is uh, six, and then zero to 250 is one responded, and the other. What is other? I, bigger or More? smaller, I bigger, guess. Could, could be bigger or smaller. I mean, smaller, but, you don't need anything smaller. Prop 64 allows that, so I, I would only assume it's bigger. Question. <coughs> Those that are in section 85 to 10,000 square foot, those 17 people, mm -hmm. would you consider that to still be in the cottage industry um, size? Um, <laughs> probably not. I think cottage cottage has a cap at 2,500 or 5,000. I'm not sure which one of both, but it's, it doesn't go up to 10,000. So well, now it's just an acre, right? Until the five years is up, until they revise. Uh, well, right Riverside's not going to allow not an acre I mean, according to their report. Yeah. 
Yeah, sir. Um, um, I, just, just, just to clarify, um, I'm sorry, but the uh, discussion at the committee is is just closed to the committee members to uh, ensure efficiency. And then at and the then end, at the you end, can yeah. ask questions so or it. make comments. Yeah. So, well, I, what I take from that, I, if you if you kind of see it from one half of it, most of them are under that five thousand. I mean, you could say that that twenty percent is the uh, predominant. The what? Yeah, no, they're dominant. They're, they're actually the predominant is under right. five thousand. So that that's something to consider. Um, just as a uh, understanding, how many plants would fit in a five thousand square foot canopy? George? I have no idea. I mean, it's really dependent on how you know how wide you want to plant the plant, or how you know. It's I think you can. It's hard to say, right? I mean, Kendall probably have more experience because he's the one that actually uh, really been in that place for some time. I'm sorry, what was yeah. the question? How, how many plants in oh. 5,000 square feet, George? Any idea? George? Oh, you guys here. Oh, God. You're anywhere from 100 to 2,000. 2,000. It's a meaningless question because yeah, you said canopy area. Well, it, it, I think it is, it is meaningful. <coughs> it, is, it does give some insight. Yeah, what, that, the number of plant isn't in. the key. It's, no, how much, it's how much you just just flower. Just for, for, right. for people on the board. You can harvest three or four harvest a year or even exactly the, the reason for some of us who have no experience growing cannabis <coughs> and knowledge a lot of uh, our understanding of fee structure percentage of growth prices of cannabis uh, are driven by THC content whether you grow indoors and outdoors the size of a plant and the production value of each plant so for someone like me I'm trying to wrap my head around uh, ultimately a fee structure that will be governed by what we approve, what a business model is, what revenue is generated, what am I saying yes, no, maybe to. And so there is a slow learning, learning curve for someone like me. When you say 500 square feet or 5,000 square feet, hopefully that means something is 10 times something else. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a fair, you know, comment, and I think, uh, you know, like, you know, I think it, it's going to be depending, right, depending on how people grow uh, and how spread you want the, uh, the size. Oh, well, part of it is apparently our feedback in what we right. recommend that people are allowed to grow, mm -hmm. and if we don't understand what we're allowing or not allowing or approving or disapproving, yeah. it's very hard to make an educated guess. Because right I don't think there's any real data out there, right? Actually, telling us that you know if you're growing a five thousand, you know, square foot lot, you know, is it going to um, be? It's allow me to interrupt. You know, for the moment, I would like to keep this uh, a little more streamlined. Uh, we know this is preliminary data, so let's just mm -hmm. listen yeah. to what it is. Uh, if you have questions, maybe just hold them till the end of the survey because oh, we, we can we can mire on this forever and it won't go anywhere. No, of so. course, it's just you're talking about submitting a report in a month and. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, with, with complete yeah. data. I, I think guess. the data coming back, I think the, the, the uh, council can, you know, massage the number and see what it really looks like. Okay? Fair enough. Okay. No massage. No massage. All right, question number four. What will you be willing to pay annually uh, for indoor permits? Right? Choose only one. So the, um, you can see uh, 50 cents, we have about yeah, per square foot. We have 20 responded. And then uh, not applicable, we have 16, 
Uh, and then in terms of $1 per square foot, we have seven respondents. And then uh, $2 per square foot, we have eight respondents. Okay, that's question number four. Uh, question number five, if you prefer to go outdoor, how would you like to be regulated, right? And number of plants is uh, 18 respondent by can uh, canopy size, uh, like square footage. Uh, we have 31, okay, so you can see here, uh, you know, that's for the um, indoor. And we have a total of 49 out of 50 uh, you know, people responding to this question. Number six, if you prefer to be regulated outdoor by plant number, how many plants would you be or would you like to be permitted for? And so the couple uh, A is Q1 0 to 50 plant. We got four responded. B Q2 50 to 100 plant. 10 responded. Tier 3, 100 to 250 plant, there's 9 responded. And D, 250 to 750 responded, we have 17. And other is 11. So total of 11 or 51 out of 51 uh, actually responded to, to this question. Question number 7. What would you be willing to pay for an indoor plant number per minute annually? Right, and so option one is tier one, 500, and there's a list of, uh, you know, and then, and so there's a couple options there. So we got 20 respond there, and then uh, B, tier one, 1,000, right, we have 15 responded in the order, right, and so only 45 people actually responded to this question. Question number eight. <coughs> so you're saying somebody skipped the question? Uh, no, I think thousand. You said only forty-five responded, and you have fifty some. Fifty-one. Yeah, because because only people uh, the, the system won't record the number of people responded, right? Yeah. yeah, only forty-five people responded. So there's about six person actually. That did not didn't answer, answer that question. Yeah. They did not want to answer that question. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Number eight. If you prefer to be regulated outdoor by square footage. Bloom county size, what tier size interests you, right? And so we got A from zero to 500 square foot. And we have two respondents. Uh, from 500 to 2,500 square foot, we got 10 respondents. C, 2,500 to 5,000 square foot, we have 10 respondents. And D, tier four, 5,000 5, to 10,000 is 14. And then the last one, tier five, 10,000 to 20,000 is 15. Okay? And actually 51 person actually responded to this question. So everybody will everybody. respond actually answer the question. <coughs> Let's get there. Right. Question number nine, what is your partial size, right? So this is just a basic request from on how big the uh, partial size for the people who responded. So uh, you can see from this one here, people like, um, Two acre or less, we had eleven responded. Two to five acre, twelve responded. Five to ten acre, thirteen responded. Ten to twenty acres, four responded, and then twenty acre or more, eleven. And fifty-one out of fifty-one actually have responded to the question. 
Question number 10. What will you be willing to pay uh, annually for the outdoor permit? Choose one. So you can see here, uh, $0.20 cent per square foot, it's kind of tier one. You got about 25 respondents in that bucket. B, $0.40 cent per square foot, right? We got about <coughs> nine. And $0.60 cent per square foot, uh, seven. And then, of course, the last one, auto, which is three responded. And we only have 44 people responded out of the 51 who actually do the survey. So that means seven, seven don't want to pay. Don't want to pay. Seven don't want to pay. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay. So that's question number 10. Here's some interesting feedback. Uh, this is some comment from Jim. Um, I plan to grow only um, male marijuana plant to a blanket of formerly beautiful Anza Valley with pollen that will be neutralized in THC. Right? Then so destructive to you, uh, our youth. If you have health problems that require formerly or illegal drugs to grow your own. So that's just common. Um, second comment is limit the max size of max growth space to two acres or less for the next four years so the industry doesn't push out the mom and pop growers. Give everybody a fair chance to start on the same level as everyone else for the first four years or it will just become monopoly. So I think this comment also pretty much stand out at the uh, Right Council, uh, the Riverside County meeting from everybody as well. Uh, and the last, uh, the la next one is, I believe something like this, uh, uh, 95% <coughs> of grown land should be eligible for flowering cultivation. So a 2.5 acre lot would give approximately 5,000 square foot of canopy space. As far as, I, as far as tax, all the suggested tax are very low compared to other municipalities, right? And then the last comment is, um, among hemp, uh, industry uses it serves as a, a neutral soil recommendation. When the plan of kicking off premise for manufacturing, there's no imbalance for municipalities and its citizens in the agriculture business. Why have prohibition as it cannabis? So those are the kind of preliminary, and, and we have <coughs> about these people can respond to that. So, so this is kind of preliminary data as of today, right? right? I mean, um, we don't know how many grow are here, mm -hmm. and so at least just give us some good preliminary number for the thinking, the thought process for most of the grow, right? And I have three more physical copies of what we'll do is probably going to enter into the system yeah. so they can automatically you know, tally everything. All right. So that's kind of our preliminary results so far. All right, thank you very much, Richard. Sure. Sure. Does somebody have any questions regarding the survey? Well, or the ads came out Friday, right? Yeah. Both right. We're going to need a few weeks. I mean, come on. We need a few hundred responses to get a good consensus up here. Yeah. And I just printed the Spanish version today. So we'll be getting that out today, unfortunately, rather late. All right, well, it's something. Okay, right. so that's, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. much. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks thank for all you your hard work. Um, okay. Actually, these two guys are helping me too, so. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you all. Thank you all. <laughs> Just don't do it all at the same time in the same room. Of course. Um, okay, so uh, as a petition from a member of the public, uh, I spoke to a representative of Hamilton High School to see if they had any increase or decrease in incidents uh, regarding cannabis usage or crime in their schools. Uh, and they declined to comment. Uh, I'm, what I'm going to say right now, I ask all the members of the public and the committee, and especially the press, to handle this, uh, this matter very sensibly because of what they mentioned. But I do have to mention it because I did ask them. Um, the Hamilton High School uh, cannot comment on the issue because any crime or incident with a student is really on a case-by-case -case basis. And speaking publicly of a minor's actions, mm. uh, especially in a topic so politicized as cannabis regulation, would be unethical on their behalf. And they, they reserve the right to, to speak on the matter and, and decided to stay out of the conversation. So I respect that decision very much uh, out of respect for the underaged citizens of Batson. Is there a way that we can ask Riverside County how many cannabis-related incidents were school related perhaps we can ask the sheriff's department yeah. maybe they can report because you're not being specific on what schools whether the increase something is anonymous yeah. anonymized. As, as far as from the school's perspective they, they're staying out of it and I guess it's understandable so with with that said I mean I, I guess I can look into it further but um, we have a very special guest today Mr. Captain Leonard Purvis of Riverside County Sheriff's Department captain of the Hammond Station, and he is here to answer any and all of your questions, uh, committee members, regarding cannabis, of course, we'll try and keep it lenient, so just would anyone like... I'll stand. Yeah, sure. If there's no mind. Would you like to introduce yourself? And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, Captain Leonard Purvis with the uh, Riverside County Sheriff's Department. I'm the captain down at, um, at um, the Hammond Station. I've been there about a year and a month now, 13 months. Um, I live down in the Hammond, San Jacinto Valley. I've lived out there 28 years. Um, I, I'm getting pretty used to this area. I've been able to come up to not only a few events in Anza, but uh, but uh, throughout um, you know Sage, Owanga, Idlewild, Mountain Center, Garner Valley. So um, I'm getting to know some of the issues that you guys are experiencing. So I'm just here to answer questions. I'm here to um, to hopefully uh, be a resource and, and just to <coughs> let you guys. Uh, bounce some stuff off of me, and, and uh, hopefully I can answer some of the questions that you guys might have. Yes? Where would I go if I wanted to look at crime statistics for a historical period for Anza? Uh, you could look at crimereports.com. It's on our on our website. We post our, our calls every day, so it's uploaded. All that information is uploaded on a daily basis um, through our website, um, and that would give you a pretty accurate... Um, ideas to what types of issues are occurring and it, and it's a it basically shows what types of crimes are occurring on on different streets um, by different uh, uh, markings like if it's a theft it'll there's like a little symbol for a theft uh, burglary has a different symbol so it has various different symbols to to let you know what type of crimes are occurring and I apologize I got crime reports but I didn't catch the website it, Riverside County Sheriff's Department okay yeah just it's it's under the Riverside County Sheriff's Department I heard a rumor and I'm just gonna ask you since you're the captain yes 
I heard that there was a shooting in Sage yesterday and somebody was killed. There was there was a there was a shooting in Sage. It happened to be just on the other side of the street from my from my station's coverage area. So so it happened in the Southwest Station's coverage area. But yes, somebody was uh, was murdered uh, out uh, out in Sage. And I heard it was somebody was stealing well equipment. Or I don't I don't know what the, the if it was good. under my command. I would know all the, the details. I probably couldn't give you a lot of the details. But I know it was uh, one one subject shooting at another subject. Um, so it's not a who done it, but it was basically a <coughs> person on person shooting. And I, but I don't know what the, the background on that was. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. My cannabis related question would be: uh, I know court enforcement is in charge of, of the size of the grows and all that. In in your particular case, as a sheriff, um, I know. Uh, Cannabis cultivation in excess of 24 plants in the county of Riverside is a misdemeanor. Is that something that you enforce, or is that not in your jurisdiction? We do. We could issue a citation. Uh, you know, we're peace officers throughout the United, throughout the, the state of California, so we do have the authority to issue those citations. However, um, more times than not, we have um, code enforcement with us, um, and they they will usually take that that next step. Um, what we've been addressing for the most part and we do get quite a few complaints uh, of illegal marijuana grows um, in in not only Anza but Sage Alonga and in various parts of the hill um, we we address the larger grows and, and we really are complaint driven um, and you're right I think you had mentioned there, there's there's you know when you mentioned the the, the 50 licenses uh, versus the hundreds of grows that you have up here um, that's what we're looking at. We're, we're looking at hundreds of grows out here. So we as a department, um, we are really responding to complaints and, and so is code enforcement. We work pretty closely with them. But what we've found in the last 13 months I've been here is we pretty much, uh, if, we get a if we get a complaint from the public, uh, then we, we prioritize that complaint. And if we can get to it, whether it be our marijuana enforcement team or us, with code enforcement, then we'll go out and uh, and address it. But there are we get hundreds of complaints, and unfortunately, um, staffing is a problem sometimes. That's the the difficult part. I have to ask you a question. I know that you might say you can't because it's a personal opinion, but I I don't respect that. But um, as a, a member of the law enforcement uh, community, would would. Riverside County Sheriff's Department benefit from having farmers come into the light and somehow have them, uh, I don't know, identify who is legal, who is not. Would that help your endeavor to determine what, where a crime is actually being committed and where it is not? You know, um, I don't know. I, I really can't talk about that. But um, uh, you know, I know what we're seeing a lot of um, with a lot of the girls that, that we do end up assisting on. Um, and I think you had mentioned, ma'am, about uh, you know the uh, the water thefts, the electrical thefts, the the, the damage to the uh, the environment through uh, illegal um, uh, illegal use. As far as um, when folks come out, and they they'll, they'll scrape the land, you know, and, and they're not they don't care about the water <coughs> issues, and they don't care about the, the runoff and pesticides and, and leaving, you know animals behind, some of the guard dogs behind. Uh, we're dealing a lot with, with those particular issues and, and, and those problems. 
Um, would it be nice to help control those? Yes, um, and, and you know, because those are a problem. Um, we're not really dealing with the smaller groves. We we're dealing with multi-thousand plant um, cases usually. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything? I do have a question. Um, Sorry, please go ahead. Well, everybody speaks before somebody speaks again, so... Um, two numbers are in my head that I'd like you to help direct my thinking on. Uh, the county discussed 600 and some million to inf re enforce regulations on 50 licenses. for code enforcement. 650,000. Oh, 650,000. 650, would be good. No, no, sorry. Sorry, I meant 1,000. Meant because the number I'm relating it to is Anza Electric's number of 533,000 that can be attributed to energy loss per year. Energy theft. Energy theft per year. I want to be clear that all of that energy theft is not necessarily attributable to... 80% of it was your estimate based on what I... Um, recorded 80% of it was attributable to cannabis growers. Is that still... 80% of what we found. Of what you found? Mm -hmm. And you found 533 annually? No. Oh. No. no. So the question for Captain Perry is... It's an estimate. Sorry. Um, no. <coughs> I understand that I might be wrong, but this is what I thought I understood is... 80% of, let's say, half a million dollars was attributable to energy theft from cannabis growers. So if we had a budget of, uh, uh, um, sorry, every ANZA resident is subsidizing energy theft to the tune of about $133 per year, which, cut, which is how we get to this 500-some number that I assumed, 80% of which would be 400 and change. If you had a budget of 400 and some thousand per year, to regulate cannabis grows in the ANZA area, how would that improve your effectiveness? It, it would be tough because there are so many. Um, so even four or five hundred thousand dollars added to your budget would right. not. And I would like to clarify that that budget is for code enforcement, not for the sheriff's department. Is with the yeah. sheriff's department? Different. It's, I believe it's one hundred and sixty-six thousand. I was told per officer. It depends on what rate they're they're at, but right. yeah, it, it's it's hundreds of thousands of dollars um, to to employ you know sheriff's deputy right um, depending on, on what rate they come in at and uh, benefits. In, in How case. about technological resources or other things that not the number of officers, but to increase the reach and effectiveness of the officer by oh, yeah. funding? It, it definitely by the with the ANZA co-op losing upwards of $500,000 a year uh, to elect electrical theft, that's, that's, a, that's huge. And, and that could be used in, in several different manners and ways. Um, and that's what we find frustrating is, is um, you know, folks who are subverting you know, the boxes or whatever or stealing electricity. It's tough because it ends up affecting you know, the residents with higher rates. And this is with respect to people on our committee who are growers who explain to us that it's a very small portion of growers that are responsible for this amount of energy theft, and it's huge. Um, and it's an involuntary fee tax on every ANZA resident, yeah. which I, as a resident, would choose 
to direct towards code enforcement or law enforcement um, rather than just have it taken from you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's very frustrating, and it's frustrating for us to, to see that um, those thefts take place. Um, we try our best to, when we do go out on the road like that, um, that's usually something that's, that's looked at by the prosecutor more seriously, because even when we do go out to a grow, basically <coughs> we have a couple hundred plants or a couple thousand plants, it's still a misdemeanor. But when you're stealing um, electricity, it's a felony. If you're, if you're stealing water, depending on the, the amount of water, it's a felony. Uh, some issues when you're dealing land use issues, um, illegal <coughs> pesticides, the way that you're, you're disposing of illegal pesticides can be a felony as well. So um, those are the, most seri the, the more serious charges that we're looking at now when we deal with some of these super grows. I have a second question. Thank you. I have a second question, but I'll wait. My question is, in your opinion, I realize this is not something you can be factual about, but in your opinion, how many officers um, would it take to have a response time in your service area of 15 minutes or less to a 9-11 um, call? Well, not, well, well, maybe let me say, let me, maybe fifteen minutes is, is really a rough one to say because it can take fifteen minutes just to get to the co-op. Yeah. So let me say up uh, thirty minutes. Like a what kind of call? Like a priority uh, one? Like a like a in in like a right. I, I personally had an experience where I had a a, a, a robbery in progress and I called nine one one and they could not tell me how long it would be before someone came. So I had to let them know. Okay, I'll take care of it myself and I have a nine millimeter. Yeah. So. What I'm asking is, is for me not to have to take care of a robbery in progress by myself, um, how many officers could respond? How, how many officers would you need to have to respond within 30 minutes to a, a robbery in progress? Can I quickly just uh, uh, object to the consideration of this question because it's not cannabis related? Can you, if you can make it cannabis related, <coughs> sure, but for the effectiveness of this committee. I would draw the question. Sorry, man. Here. I can answer it anyway. Oh but, yeah, but it, I guess it, I guess so. But for the for the effect of the committee, I, I think it, it, it does. I don't mind. We, we have them here. Might as well. You know, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you the, the first off the lawyer's response with it depends because that's usually sure, the lawyer's response. But it really does depend because um, at any given time, uh, any any number of our deputies could be handling who knows what. They could have somebody who's in their car in custody. They could, they could have been up on the hill and got, gotten somebody in custody and went down the hill to book that particular person. They could be backing up another officer and they're tied up up here, Ottawa, say, Jawanga, backing up another officer, so they're tied up. But when you call the sheriff's department and it's an emergency, we will get somebody there. If I got to get somebody from, from um, Palm Desert to come up the backside of the hill, they'll come. If I need somebody to come up from Banning on the other side of Pine Cove, they'll come up that way. Um, if I need somebody to come up from San Jacinto, because that's my area of command too, San Jacinto contracts with the Sheriff's Department out of the Hemet Station, I'll get somebody from San Jacinto to roll up, I'll get, see, you know, we'll reach out to CHP, we will reach out to whoever we need to reach out to to get up here. Um, if, it's, if it's an emergency, like, like in your case, we just, we just don't know um, at any given time um, how long it's going to take <coughs> our officer to get to a particular call because um, 
we just never know what what's going to hit us as far as calls in the call volume. Um, we try to get to these high priority calls as quickly as we can. Uh, within within down in the valley, within our, our average response times for for a high priority call is six to eight minutes. Um, up here, it's a little longer because obviously you have um, distance. But my commitment, just like my predecessor, Chief Wood, is I'm, and I'm still committed to having somebody on the Hill. Um, previous to myself and Chief Wood, uh, some of the area commanders weren't as committed to making sure somebody was on the Hill. And, and, and you know too, even, even when I say somebody's on the Hill, that the Hill to me is Sage all the way through, all the way through Awanga, Anza, up to you know, covering Santa Rosa, Garner Valley, Mountain Center, Idaho, back down into the valley. So that's a huge area, and um, but that's still my commitment. I still want somebody on this hill 24 hours a day. Will that deputy sometimes have to go down into the valley to to you know back somebody up, possibly um, arrest somebody? Yes, that deputy has to go back down into the valley to complete the booking process, but. Um, that's my commitment, is to have somebody here on the Hill 24-7. Um, this last summer, we were hit pretty hard with staffing issues, so there were days I only had two. And so when I have two, they stay in the valley, because those two deputies have to back each other up and, res and respond together as a team, because it's an officer safety issue. But when I have three, there is somebody up on the Hill. And so that's what I hope. If, if something like that happens, and I have somebody on the Hill, it's just a matter of how quick can they get from, hopefully they're in Anza when you call, but if they're in Sage, Alonga, uh, even down the road, uh, uh, over by Santa Rosa or even uh, Garner Valley, hopefully it would be closer to 10 to 15 minutes. And that's still a long time, but it's better than responding from Valvista. Because I don't, I don't want that, I don't like that. And, and I don't think it's fair to the citizens up here to have to wait that long. <coughs> because the wait time is already long enough. So that's my commitment. I, I'm still committed to that. Um, and I want what's good for, for this community. So um, I know it's frustrating though sometimes, and I do apologize because we, we can't have somebody up here 24 seven all the time. I don't think on. you need to apologize though. But well, but it, you know, it's tough. It's, it's, well, it's tough. <coughs> I, I understand that completely and I really truly appreciate your service and your, your efforts to try and, and operate within a limited budget that yeah. you have. Um, so my, my question in just one sentence mm -hmm. is if budget was no, no obstacle, how many officers would you like to have to cover Pinion, Garden Valley, Idlewild, Anza, Sage, uh, and Owanga. I'd like to have what some of the, the deputies talked about the old days when I first got here. Um, you know, years ago, they had they had seven to nine deputies assigned out of Mehmet Station. We used to have a we used to have a substation. A, a substation at, we still Lake have Hemet. a station at Lake Hemet. Yes. But God, that would be my my dream to have uh, somebody stationed out of the Hemet uh, Hemet Lake substation. Um, have two or three people on this hill. Because I consider, you know, even even Anza, Anza, and um, Anza and Awanga, um, they really should be kind of their own area, just like Santa Rosa, all the way down to maybe uh, Mountain Center. Um, 
you know, I guess you can't stretch it up to, to Idlewild, could be its own kind of area, and then Sage, <coughs> I would just make part of, yeah. of my Hemet Valley response area, because it doesn't take too long to get from um, <coughs> the, the city of Hemet uh, down there off of, uh, you know, if you extension of state there to shoot up the hill in the sage. So um, I'd love it to be the old the old days as, as some of our older deputies said. It, you know, Captain I remember we had seven, eight, nine deputies per shift. So that was amazing. I appreciate the fact that you that took time amazing. to come join us today and that you come to so many things in town. No, I, I appreciate it. I, this is a great community. And I am correct, that's a couple hundred thousand dollars an officer per year. Um, yeah, just, to, you know, like I said, it just depends on the rate. You know, we have a uh, school resource officer rate. We have uh, supported and unsupported rates. Um, uh, it, it comes out to about $161 an hour for a supported, you know, deputy, and you times that by 2,800. Um, 20, 20, 80 hours, 2,080 hours times 161, and you get your your cost of a deputy. I, I don't have my, I guess I could look up my. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that good at math off the top of my head. I'm just yeah. wrenching numbers in case we had a way yeah, of yes, of coming course, up with yeah, funds. Of course, it's, a, it's an important uh, fact to have. Um, can you have a question? I do. Um, one of um, the issues that I'm sensitive about is I was at an ABMAC meeting where I think it was a young grower who was saying everybody's coming to Anza to grow um, cannabis. And he said, the cartels are here. I was chastised that cartel may be a racist term, and I do not intend it as anything racist. I intended it as a dictionary definition of cartel. Um, I, was, I gather Riverside County Sheriff has determined there are no cartels or gangs in the area. Is this true? Can you tell us more about what is in the um, yeah, area? There, there are there are gangster type folks who are operating some of these grows. You know, we know it. There, there's folks from um, it's cartel esque. It's uh, you know I don't know if they're straight straight connected to the cartels, but um, you have folks who are um, you know Mexican national who who um, are affiliated in a, in some respect to some of the the cartels. You have gangsters. You know, like your your um, street gang type folks who are also involved, um, and <coughs> we've seen in, in some of those cases where we've gone to clean up some of those grows. Those are the grows that um, where we do see theft of electricity. Sometimes we do see theft of water. We see um, basically folks who could care less about you in your community, could care less about the environment. Um, they're not up here to make friends. Um, they're they're up here to make a buck, and they could care less about the quality of life that you you folks have to deal with. Because we're dealing, we get complaints even even um, folks who you know are are speeding up and down the streets, um, reckless driving. You know they it, that's what's frustrating too, and, and they're connected to some of these grows. Um, you know we do hear that, and we hear that that uh, they may or may not be uh, related to gangs and or like cartels. Um, but I, I can tell you for sure that we, we've dealt with some, some hardcore, dangerous people who are affiliated with, with some of these grows that, uh, you know, it scares us too. When we have to go out to some of these grows, it's, uh, it's an officer safety issue. Exactly. You know, and it's, uh, it's scary. But, but those, are the, those are the worst of the worst. 
And what's frustrating for me is, is um, you know, to see at some of these grows where they they've left like the guard dogs, yeah. you know, behind to fend for themselves. Um, they just leave. Them. You know, they leave these every properties. Year. Yeah, they, every year. Every year. It's horrible. <coughs> so, so I have, I have it's tough. three questions, and I think those are my last three questions. Uh, one would be, does the Riverside County Sheriff's Department have any idea how many grows there are out here? You know, we do. I, I guess if we wanted to count them up, you know, area-wise, <coughs> you know, we could. We just, we know there's hundreds. We know, we know, we know where a lot of them are. Um, but like, like I was mentioning, we're, we're complaint-driven. And we go to the worst of the worst. And, um... You know, our, our marijuana enforcement team spends a lot of time up here. Um, as a station, because I was receiving so many complaints, I offered my detective bureau to come up here to assist with some of the overload, and they do come up and assist. Uh, some of my deputies assist as well um, on some of these cases, but it's just uh, it's just the tip of the spear. We, we just, there's so many, uh, and we really do try to to get to the worst of the worst, but there, there's hundreds. So, and hundreds. now a, a follow up, it, um, the worst of the worst, what percentage of these hundreds do you think are truly uh, criminal, as in uh, bad people? As you mentioned, these hardcore gangsters, those rough estimate. You know, if, if you want to take the, the technical, you know, uh, you know, if you're, if you're violating, if it's a misdemeanor and you're, you're getting, you know, hundreds, thousands of plants, technically that's a crime. Um, but it's a misdemeanor, so it just depends on, on any anybody's version of because of, you'll have some people who are totally opposed to marijuana. They're criminals. They're all criminals, um, and you have other <coughs> folks who aren't. And hey, you know what? The the state said it's legal. Um, it's only a misdemeanor. Is it really that bad? Um, we consider the worst of the worst the the, the folks who are you know uh, when we find you know weapons. Um, at their at the grows when we do find evidence of, of theft of electricity and, and power and uh, damage to the environment Th those are for me th that's my personal opinion that's you know the, the animal issues that they're abusing animals that's the that's the worst of the worst if I give you my personal opinion and what I've seen over the 13 months that I've been here and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this but my final question would be what would the sheriff's department need to better enforce cannabis in the cannabis industry in this area? You know, um, more more resources. Um, but then again, you know, I'm I'm resource and complaint driven. So if I'm not if I'm not receiving that many complaints up here about that particular issue, I refocus my efforts and my resources to something else. Because um, that's what I do as a commander. I, I, I go to community meetings and events. If the community feels that a, a certain issue or, or problem is, is something that they want to address, I try to address it as best as possible. Um, and if I go, and if, and if some of those complaints start waning and I'm not getting them as much, I go, I'll think as a captain, I'll go, wow, I guess there's not that much of a problem anymore um, until I hear otherwise. So, and I haven't been getting that many complaints. As, as much complaints from, from ANZA about this particular issue. Um, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but I just, I just haven't been. It's, it is. Be it's aware funny. that a lot of residents just feel it doesn't do any good. Um, um, 
there's no point in calling, and there's an, a learned helplessness yeah. that this lack of resources and coverage yeah. uh, engenders. Um, so perhaps you could redouble your efforts to um, inform residents that although you are limited, um, them giving up on reaching out to you has the effect of eliminating the concern and acting like nothing's wrong. Yeah, and that's true, and, and I don't want that either. You know, I want people to, to still call, to still, if they do have issues, to, to let us know, because we have a great working relationship with code enforcement, um, and they've stepped up quite a bit. The, the supervisor of code enforcement, Mark Christian, he's, I've worked with him for almost 20 years. He's amazing, and um, he does care about, uh, about the areas that he serves, uh, just like I do, and, um, and that's what I tell any community, and it, it doesn't have to necessarily be marijuana, um, if I'm having issues where folks are breaking in or break-ins, either car thefts or vehicle thefts, home burglaries, um, and there's a, a, a and there's um, a rash of them, and maybe I don't hear about them anymore. You know, I'm going to think everything's okay, but then sometimes I'll go to a community meeting and they'll say, no, things it's still bad. We're still, you know, things are still being stolen, and and I have asked before, well, are you calling? Well, no. What what good is it to, for for us to call? You know, nobody cares. And um, that's when I reiterate, no, you need to keep calling because I, I, I direct my resources to where I think and I know the problems are, where I'm getting these calls. So they, people still need to call if they, if they still feel it's an issue because we, we will respond. It may take a while to get to some of these calls, but we will respond, especially if you call dispatch, even our non-emergency line, 776-1035. Um, we will respond, we're required to respond. It may take us a bit, depending on, on how many people we, we have on duty, but we, we will respond to a particular problem. And the more I know about it, because I do, anytime I come up to different meetings, I'll pull stats. Um, and I, I, I will know with my statistics what, what kind of calls I've been receiving. You know, I usually pull six months or a year's worth of data, so I know what type of issues we have. So, yeah, please let people know, you know, not to give up, because we, we don't want to. Well, there's a lot of residents here in Anza who are not prudes and who respect that a certain amount of cannabis growing mm -hmm. is natural for this area and personal is allowed, and there are some people who want to be compliant and respectful. Um, but I would suspect, even if you talk about a number <coughs> or percentage of the bad actors and the dangerous people, that they are impact. you saying that they're really the ones that are they're having the negative impact up here, the, the bad actors? Like, um, it it ranges is? beyond pure criminals okay. or gang activity to uh, our dump being used for chemicals, okay. a carelessness about how a property is treated, and even if that's a very small percentage of growers, their impact is outsized and hard to recover from. Uh, so Twice as a, say again? Poisoning the animals. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So for someone like me who wants to be reasonable, accommodating to respectful growers, you really feel in a bind because they don't want to snitch on the bad actors. Yeah. 
we is are... Is there a question here for Captain Purvis, though? Just how would you advise us to deal with this issue where we're not saying cannabis <coughs> is bad, but we're dealing with a small percentage of people with an outsized impact? Well, especially, you know, the, the bad actors. You know, um, I would still want, you know, you to convey to, to folks who, who do see that, who may be afraid. Um, they could send that information to me that, you know, it... it it, it is anonymous because what we do is when we receive a complaint about a particular area, we, we develop our own probable cause. We develop our own ways of, of reaching out to the property owners. Um, so we don't even, we just need to be pointed in the right direction and then we take it from there. So, you know, because there are several different ways to, to determine whether or not somebody is, is uh, conducting uh, an illegal grow or involved in illegal grow and, and what type what type of issues uh, particular property is having. We had a, a honey oil lab, I think, right down the street here um, about a month, month and a half ago, and that was that was something that was concerning to me because those can be very volatile. They are very volatile, and you just never know. Um, depending on neighbors, uh, people who live close by, that could be a, a very dangerous situation for not only the people who are manufacturing that particular substance, but your, your residence as well. Um, and even with some of your wind conditions that you get up here, um, the volatility of, of the butane is, uh, could really wreak havoc um, up here, depending on, on some of the weather conditions that you see, which could really spread some of these fires exponentially, depending on, on the, uh, the accelerant that, that people are using. So that concerns me, you know, that kind of stuff is very scary. So um, yeah, just uh, I, I would I would encourage you to have people reach out to me or our marijuana enforcement team, um, and we'll we will look into it. But it but it might take a little bit of time because we have so many complaints. Awesome. Are there any? Oh, we're going to leave the questions for the public at the end of the meeting. Okay. Thank you. Anybody? Any I don't other know how long your meeting is, but I do have to to go. So uh, I don't know if you want me to answer some of the questions from the public, or you can't do that. We can make an exception. For okay. You. Okay. All right. Ma'am? Um, I've heard from a couple of reliable sources that because of all the growth that's been going on here and all the people growing marijuana, that the prices of it are way down. And that there's a lot of people who are leaving. And I, I've heard this from a couple growers um, that are around me. And I've heard it from real estate people too that a lot of the people that we're buying are now looking to get out because it isn't profitable. Is that something that you see happening or is that just? Yeah, we do. You know, it depends on, you know, oversaturation, supply and demand. Um, we haven't really heard too much about that, but we know that when, a, when an area becomes saturated, um, you know, prices are affected. Yeah. You know, we know that there, there are some folks who, you know, are taken out of state. Um, that makes a fact. And so, the folks who are taking it outside of, of areas that, that allow um, cannabis, um, it's still profitable for some of those folks. So they're just, they're still going to grow, but they're just going to take it somewhere else? Some of them. Yeah. Your yeah. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not Ma'am. all of them, but Sorry. some of them. Yeah. We got one more question back there. Um, just one moment. Name and where you live, please, ma'am, for the um, minutes. My name, where I live, Claudia Hackle. 
please spell hackle for me. H-A-E-C-K-E-L. I live in Anza. Thank you. Just a quick question. Is the, does, is the Anza Valley here a designated patrol area, or is that encompassed between San Jacinto Sage, Idlewild? In other words, when a deputy is assigned to the hill, is he here in Anza, or is he covering that whole That whole area, area that I explained, like from Sage, um, going into yeah. Wonga, that, that, is, you know, that is one huge area. And to follow up with Mr. Kennedy's question, when he asked about the crime statistics, are there statistics just broken out by street, or is there a geographical area you could pull up? Oh, I could, I could pull up geographical areas. But can, I, we, can we do that on the, on the website? Yeah, you could go to your street. You could actually go drill down to your street and find out, you know, sex offenders, um, what type of particular crimes you've had. And can you can you spread that out? To oh yeah. Okay. You could cover. You could look at the it, crime reports. Uh, covers the entire United States, depending on what agency contributes data. And uh, Riverside County, you could because Riverside County uh, is. Is, is bought into that program. Sure. You could look at, at the entire Riverside County, and there's numerous cities in Southern California that um, uh, contribute data to that particular program. So you right. could you could really get a, a pretty good idea as to the crime issues in, in your particular neighborhood. Thank you. Yeah. Sir, yeah. I'm embarrassed. Please remind me of uh, your name. Gary Warbeck. Thank you. W-O-R-O-B-E-C. Yeah, yeah, one more here and over there. Um, so, since you work for Riverside County, where would you put Anza and Awanga and Sage in the whole county as far as the amount of cannabis growers as countywide? Number one. Number one. Thank you. Yeah. <coughs> what would it take in terms of resources, do you think, to get uh, the, the Hemet substation, Lake Hemet substation operational again? I realize it's still you know, on life support, but you know, it, uh, the issue is just staffing. That's all it is. Yeah. <clears throat> how many how, how many odd deputies would have to be there assigned there to be considered? Well, staff? you know, I think if I if I could if I could easily staff four to five deputies per shift, even four sometimes, um, it, it just it's it's me. It depends on okay, what does Captain Purvis want to do? You know, today, um, if I if I say you're you are assigned to the uh, the Lake Hammett substation, that's where that person's assigned. That's my decision. So, um, you know, I, and I and I would be okay with that um, if I see a need for. It. And you know, there's even some folks like we we, we did what's called. I don't know if you've read about it, but KPMG, they're they're a firm that that studies, you know, different departments, gives recommendations, and um, they look for efficiencies. And they we actually. They, they did a study out of our station, and we we drove them, we drove, I drove the, per, their representatives through this area, and they they were quite shocked <clears throat> at the enormity of, of the Hemet Station's coverage area. And um, even though they, I think they, they wouldn't, you know, endorse it, you know, in a written format, but I think they even understand that we need some, the calls might not justify it, but the the expanse of this area justifies somebody not only one person but maybe a few more people to be up here just because it's so difficult to get to some of these uh, areas up on the hill and the hill is such the hill is such a big area 
So we even saw it from them, and we, and we brought them up to this area. And I started in Sage and took them all the way around this, this huge beat. Um, and I take other people up here, and I start, I use, I take the same path, and they're like, oh my gosh, we didn't know this area was so vast. Um, so I'm not even comfortable with just the three. Um, two, two in the valley and one on the hill. I, I, me personally, would like to see more. So if I had somewhere between four and five, that would be great because I could look at putting somebody up here at that, um, that station. And tactically, you'd want at least two people within functioning yeah. in the same That's area, right. right? But you know, and just to let you know too, we have a school resource officer at Hamilton and uh, that's Deputy Parsons, and he's great. Like, I don't know if you've ever met Deputy Parsons, but he doesn't drive around with blinders, um, just going you know, from school to school, and you know, or actually from, from the Hemet Station just to work, and you know, he just puts blinders on. He cares about this community. Um, he's familiar with this community, and um, he's another resource. So if we ever have a deputy up here who, who needs help, like right now, um, he'll clear that school. It doesn't happen very often, but he's somebody else who, who can respond. We have CHP, we have a great working relationship with them. And we have a few that live on the hill, I think in Ottawa, and they're great. Our, all our folks get along really, really well. Weren't there some sworn lake rangers at one point up there too? I think so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we do have resources. Like we're, we're the Sheriff's Department. I, I will get resources here, like guaranteed. Even Temecula, like I'm surrounded by Temecula, um, Banning, the Banning Station, the Palm Desert Station, um, CHP. We, you know, we even have Cal Fire folks who are who have law enforcement powers. Uh, we will get help. There's no doubt about it. All our all our folks have to do is call for help, and the cavalry comes. It just depends on where the closest person is to, to actually get some help up here. Thank you. Do you ever, um, I'm familiar with other municipalities that use reserve officers to do some of the more administrative tasks to free up, do you use any? We, we use community service officers. Um, they're not sworn, but they can only do a limited amount of, of work because they're in a marked unit. Uh, they wear tan and green, and uh, we can't really send them into to too many types of areas uh, to handle too many things because they're a target, unfortunately. People, do, you know, some folks don't discriminate as far as, was that person, you know, they, they see it, they do wear a badge, it's different from our badge, but we, we don't want to put them in compromising situations. Um, so they handle like the lower level, like um, past burglaries, vandalisms, um, stuff that will we'll free up our-, our Expediting deputies. booking yes, and yeah, administrative yeah, booking, stuff. Yeah, that's right. So we do, we try to utilize them as best as possible. Thank you. Uh, Sorry, sir, uh, your name for the minutes. Andrew Carey. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Any more questions for Mr. Captain Purvis? Okay. Yeah, let me know too. If you have more meetings, if, if you have any issues, please let me know. Um, yeah, I have one last question yes. before you leave. Um, that would be um, for someone who, a community that wanted to pursue um, Funding for a couple of more officers. What would be the path to that? Would it be a meeting with uh, at, at a supervisor's meeting to bring yeah, that up with them? Yeah, and, and really, um, you know, it, there, there's there's ways of doing that. You know, there's communities uh, like a CSA type area um, that would be an issue where you know 
uh, community would have to agree to kind of like tax ex itself. Tax itself, right? But um, yeah, that would that that would be more in line with you know getting with your you know first off kind of thinking about it with your community if, if that's something that you would want to do. Reach out to your supervisor. Reach out to us. Um, but um, I would hope that you know economically things would get better and we could start getting some more people. Um, so you don't have to do that. Hopefully, you know you don't have to tax yourselves. Um, but that is an option. We have seen some communities do that. Right. And that's that question is in relate in relation to this this group because yeah. part of part of what the group is attempting to do is find a way to help the public to um, not fall into dis, disrepair. Yes. I don't know exactly what right, the right, right word is. Um, and work with those who, who may want to pursue cannabis cultivation in a responsible manner so we don't end up with packs of dogs that are attacking other dogs or, or people walking their dogs, which is becoming um, almost a weekly um, Facebook post. Um, for Anza. So people are, there's a fear thing. So I'm yeah, trying right. to find a way, uh, in my own mind, the reason why some of the questions I've asked is a way to alleviate some of the fears. Yeah. And I do, I, I, I do belong to some of the groups, so I do monitor some of the Facebook posts. So uh, let me know too. You guys get a hold of me that way. I know Diane provides. <laughs> I'll attest, I don't do social media. So. <laughs> and I don't know that I, I highly recommend I, it. I got to heaven. So. Um, <laughs> But no, it's good. It, it's a good thing because you know I, I do I do peek around sometimes to see what what some of the concerns are <coughs> in not only this area but the different areas of, of, at the Hemming Station uh, as command over. So um, it's gone noticed. We've noticed you, okay. and we appreciate okay. it. Any chance you'll give us a card for? No, you don't have any. <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you. Need a couple? Well, thank you so much. I have one of Pay those cost money, take it easy. Hey. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Tax they took away money. the max card. So <laughs> yeah. well, at, at least, um, they do get the no problem. So, um, can we get a round of applause for Captain Harvey? Seriously, thank you, Captain, for coming. Back down the hill. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so, moving along. Um, that was excellent. New business. Um, uh, Philip uh, mentioned uh, bringing up random, not random discussions, but open discussions on several topics. And I believe the most important one is driving county cannabis revenue to the Anza Wang Valley. Somehow getting money for these guys, uh, getting money for community community development uh, programs. Um, there are several avenues. Again, CSAs always keep coming up, but we know it's it's the hardest avenue to explore. It's, it's it's, I'm not going to say impossible, but it's a very difficult, very difficult endeavor. Uh, business districts, uh, does anybody have any knowledge on neighborhood associations and how they can bring down some sort of funding for a community? I heard Sacramento City, the city of Sacramento, had some neighborhoods that are getting 1% of the cannabis revenue back to their neighborhood through a neighborhood association. I couldn't find any information on it uh, because I found out two days ago, but um, <coughs> it's just something to, to look out for. I don't know if somebody has anything to add, um, because if we, if we can't find, I'm thinking, if we can't find a way to drive revenue uh, back to Anza, uh, we're left with the only option of maybe just helping the supervisors regulate in the most responsible manner and getting 
not much back other than what they would determine they would give the community. Chuck Washington did mention did mention somehow finding a way to get some of some percentage of the fees or development agreements back into the communities, but he wasn't specific on it. He wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I I'll suggest this. I'm I'm sitting on the map. Philip and I were having a little discussion, and we've both been here a long time. We remember when the Mac was uh, elected. Uh, that was stripped out. But at the time when it was elected, Mike remembers. I was, I was a founder. I know. And we had some, we had some stroke. We got something for our money. But that was stripped away uh, during the early 90s and it became an appointment only. And a lot of that was the power wanted to go back to the county and take it away from local governance. That's exactly what happened. Um, that may be something that we need to address with the county and say, you know what, maybe the Municipal Advisory Council needs to have some local stroke and a budget that we can take care of our own because it's difficult for the county to send us the resources, but if we have resources, we can pay for things in our own community. So, and it takes it off of them, you know, even though we're not a city, but it's just a thought, of course, you know, and I think we would be much more receptive to having some local governing body, and then we have an entity that we can get some money. So that, that may be an avenue, and you know, I, I hadn't talked to our supervisor about this, but it just, it seems like maybe that's a Do way we, we need to go. Do Chuck anytime soon? Um, yeah, but it's gonna be after we have our report to the MAC. Okay. It, I think it's gonna be May, but maybe we could have a special <coughs> meeting and sit down with, maybe I can call Opal and see if we can make an arrangement to have it. Something that doesn't <coughs> conflict with the brown edge. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, um, I would. Sorry. Um, I've been to several of these meetings. I've Which missed a couple. Oh, these meetings. These, these okay. meetings. <coughs> and <coughs> I keep wondering exactly where we're going. When I first came to a meeting, the discussion was we'll be done in two to three meetings. We're going to have our recommendations and everything will be taken care of. And as I look around this room, all this does is get bigger and bigger. And we're going in 50 different directions with no end in sight because this is a complicated topic. And I want to come back to something that uh, Kevin proposed to us uh, a couple meetings ago about the electric issue. And to me, that was the golden egg that this group was looking for. This is supposed to be an emergency regulation committee, not how to make cannabis growing better committee. And we spend more time talking about how to make the growers welcome than we do coming up with an emergency regulation. So I would propose that this committee, since we have this April 25th deadline, consider working with Kevin, and he's going to have to refine his presentation. He probably has to go to the board members to get an approval to use it, but that's the emergency that we have to deal with up here. 
with a lack of electricity usage. Every person up here, non-grower and grower, are going to have to pay to string new wires to reduce the electric line loss. We're all paying for the um, theft that's going on and we know is going on. There's nothing simple about trying to control that, but it's an issue, and to me, that's an issue that the county should resolve and help us with, as opposed to all this other stuff we're talking about and getting nowheres on. You, you've got your emergency regulation issue, electricity, and the lack thereof, and we should focus on taking that to the Board of Supervisors and saying, we need funding, we need help, we've got to get this solved now. And forget about all this other stuff that's going on because it's way too big. It's way too big. So I'm throwing that out as refocusing what we're talking about on an emergency regulation as opposed to all these other directions we go on in every meeting. Would somebody like to add on well, that? Well, didn't you come up with um, a, a plan? Yes, there, there is a... And I don't know that Daryl may be aware okay, of it. Okay, yeah, okay, maybe that may be one of the situations. Could be the meeting I missed. Yeah, so the final report that I personally would like to deliver to the AVMAC, so the AVMAC may in turn deliver to the supervisor, uh, contains several several aspects. Uh, I do understand what you're saying. There are you're focusing on, on the electrical issue, which seems to be again, uh, I wouldn't call it the golden egg, but it is one of the most alarming uh, facts we've we've discovered. It's a big issue. But again, this isn't this isn't uh, something that can be solved with um, <coughs> with one. The, the reason why we're here is because there are so many issues concerning this that you can't just stop it with with uh, with somehow stopping energy uh, theft because uh, as uh, again I'm going to go on both sides here uh, Kendall mentioned the solution would be go full outdoor so if you stop the theft they go full outdoor and you're left in the same position now they're not staying they're not stealing well, let me power. just go to so, my bottom line then I joined this to come up with an emergency regulation and that's what we're not doing. to resolve marijuana growing in Anza well, well it's, but it's you're left with all. the drags of the problem too so if all that's the growers right. left who gets to clean up the mess? Well, we do. Of course, but are you going to spend your money, Daryl? No. Are they it. going to spend their money to no, clean up? No, they'll be gone. They'll leave. Well, if they stay, are they going to be spending money to clean up? Well, so, okay, let me stop you guys I here. Before, before Daryl, Daryl, here and, and, and Bob. So the thing here is, um, you, we have to present the supervisors with a cohesive plan. It's not just a, a, a uh, okay, I'm not going to use that analogy, but we can't just, uh, uh, we have to present a short, mid, and long-term plan. Or else, uh, uh, someone's talked about how farmers won't be farming cannabis in five years. So what's the point of regulating cannabis if, if they're going to be gone in five years? Um, I agree with the gentleman saying in the hat here, you guys committed this committee to worry about the power. You guys are a power municipal, and that's what you guys committed this committee to do. That's not, to not worry about what every individual grower is doing on this hill. It's part so, of what Sir, I'm going to ask you to, to hold hill. off on your comments. Are you going out on the hill making sure everybody's legal? Are you making sure everybody's okay? Are you taking note? Are you reaching every farm? 
it's like there's a lot of legality here that's being left out to where this is a municipal for a power agency. You guys don't control water. Half the people run off wells out here, which is pretty crazy to where it's like. Yeah, but this isn't a power. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not, this is not, not a power. What gentlemen seeing right here. We're not the co-op. We are it's not the co-op, sir. basically an emergency regulation to create to control the power loss that you guys have here. That's not the that's only, only one component. So. We have time to so speak. Is at the end of the I'm meeting, sir. Yeah, sir. You're interrupting a meeting at this point. Every person here that's a citizen. I'm, I'm lost how this is going to benefit every citizen. Okay, well, if you listen, you you're all disrupting all a meeting. No, sir. you guys are all concerned about how you're going to get your license, how you're going to get into the marijuana. Instead of worrying about the people out here who pay your bills, pay the municipal, they pay the taxes. Sir, you appear not to understand who we are. We're not Anza Electric. I'm not a grower. Nor am I. And can you please tell us your name and I'm where Bobby you live? I'm Rodney Alexander Topkoff. I do more than Sir, I just need it for the here. minutes. Can you help me I'm get I'm Rodney Alexander Topkoff. I do more than half the people here in this industry. I've been in this industry I don't, for a sir, sir, Ron, what industry are you talking about? And please, sir, can you help me get your name for the minutes? I would like to know what this is doing for the minutes. us as the people. Rodney. I would like to know what this is doing for us as the people. I'd but, like to know what's this doing for us as the people. I'm Rodney, asking simple Rodney, questions to your community. Rodney. I see you guys arguing up here like unorthodox people. It's crazy. Rodney, please listen to it's what crazy. I'm about no, to say. Crazy. And it's crazy. It, I'm coming out. So of the you want to learn see something? Here, and this is a big zoo in here. This is a I big see. zoo. Okay. It's a big well, zoo. Welcome to our zoo, Rodney. Spoken your piece. This is a waste of people's time, and all you're trying to do is create revenue for you. I see it myself. You're saying you want to reach out to the board of supervisors to give money to enforce this. It's like, it's crazy, man. It's like you guys should be worried about your people in the town, not being worried about greasing your pockets. It's crazy. Who are you talking you, to about greasing pockets? Don't ask him questions pockets. anymore. Stop asking him questions. Yeah. This well, Rodney. This is, no, it's crazy. Dude, okay, I well, you okay. A long time ago, you were against pot in the industry, bro. I remember trying to rent properties off you a long time ago, dude. It's crazy how you're the king mogul up here sitting on the chair now making sure everybody's getting licensed, but you're more <coughs> concerned about you and whoever else you have on the chair. You're not concerned about all those people okay, on the property. Okay, Rodney, thank it's you. It's crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove myself now. Thank you. Because I've got a lot Please. of people that follow me, that pay attention to what I do in this industry. I'll let everybody know what's going on in this building and how you guys are acting. When you created this emergency urgent to create the problem with power, not about creating how to regulate marijuana in the county. It's crazy. You guys are here to create whatever problem you have with your power industry, not think you're going to go and control how people are going to grow, how they're going to do this, how they're going to do that. It's crazy. I watch all you guys arguing up here, trying to interrupt each other, this, that. You guys Rodney, are trying you're to repeating yourself. You Can you please so remove yourself? Power. You you're spoken your piece. You're so powerful to where you're going to make a movement in this thank industry. You very oh, thank much. you very much. Thank you very much, Rodney. You guys are greedy, and I can see with my own eyes, greed will get you. Okay. Thank you very Have much nice for your participation. Crazy. Okay, so as I was saying, um, there are several issues that really, really affect this area. Um, the regulatory model is something we have been looking into, but can or cannot exist. If, if the county regulates, good, we can just help them however they regulate. Um, we have econ economic situations, uh, growth, like it or not, or um, to have an impact economically, the hardware store, the gas stations, the restaurants, they do somehow depend on this industry. I'm not saying we have to protect this industry or line our pockets with it, but it's, it's something that has to be seen. The they economic, don't depend on it. 
They, they may, may benefit they, from it. They, they, they benefit from it. I'm, I'm just saying the, the economic impact of the industry in the area does have to be considered. Um, the electric is one, one of the most important. Water. Water as well. Water quality. Water quality. So we can't just fix the electric problem if we don't figure out the water issue as well. So there, there are priority issues such as water and electric, mainly the ecological <coughs> aspects of, of the industry. So, please, um, where are we going here? Um, we were talking about... Just talking about, you know, it, but you can't just pick one thing because there's so many moving parts. I know it's very complicated, Daryl, but, and, and, you know, we're going to have to accelerate. I know we talked about it at the last meeting. We're going to probably have to have more meetings quicker, but <coughs> there's a timeline, too, to get back to the map the map to get to the supervisor so and you know it's I can tell you this I asked the assistant manager at grassroots I said so how does the soil movement compare to last year it's doubled they're moving twice as much soil as they did last year so what does that tell you it's growing severely so um, and you know, so the bottom falls out, guess what? They're going to leave the valley and they're going to leave a mess. How do you think? I understand it completely. And All again, I'm suggesting is that if we want to get something to the supervisors to chew on, maybe this would be the issue. As I'm saying, you have to get rid of the cert if you want, or rename it to something, you know, a different thing. But all I hear here is we're just going, we just keep spinning, you know. We've got more and more things that we have to address. And this was supposed to be a short-term emergency regulation. That's what I signed on for. Well, you know, we have a perfect example of what needs to be done. That's why I asked that question of the sheriff. Where is the greatest impact in the whole county and where did he say? Right here. So, then the county says 50 licenses countywide. It, it, you know, it's absurd. And I brought it up at the supervisors. It's absurd. And yes. Let's get, we're gonna keep the comments to the end. We're gonna rush through this again. And one, we're one, also one issue. Off topic anyway. I know. We're Our agenda says we're supposed to be discussing. Yeah, we're driving county discussion. cannabis revenue to AMSA. Yeah. See, again, here the issue is when you mentioned that we can just ask the supervisor to regulate. The thing is, and we always go back to the same thing: they don't have money. They don't have money, and we can ask them to send nine officers so Captain Purvis can properly uh, protect us, but they can't because they don't have money. So, as we mentioned when we created this committee, again, if you're going to where we created this committee at that meeting. <coughs> We mentioned it had to be a win-win-win. It's the only way it's going to work. Yes, I thought it was going to happen faster. I thought it was going to be simple. But sometimes some things in life are not so simple. We've discovered that there are layers to this. That perhaps we perhaps we would need more time, and we're going to we're going to rush our report. That's just the way it is. Um, uh, it would have been very simple. But Kendall, chime in. It seemed like we're going the way of development agreements. That's the you mean story. from what the supervisor from the said? Right, from, the, yeah. from what happened at the board meeting. And uh, it, do, with the funds generated, they're, they're taken on a one-by-one -one basis. Do the funds from those agreements just go into the general fund? Can they be specified area-specific? Well, they did mention local benefit, and I brought that up as well, well at the meeting. And, and 
I, I got to leave, but I, I just, if I could just make a comment. You've got, you know, I'll give you three minutes, why not? Especially as person. Your name, sir, please. Mike Deshoto. I, I, I worked for the county curbside for almost 40 years, and I've drafted a lot of ordinances for A little louder for us, Mike. And code enforcement and all that. Your, your best approach to this is to sit down and write an ordinance. Just get your group all together and... You've already got the input that you need. Or you want to citizens to write an ordinance? Citizens, it can be done. Citizens, citizens writing an ordinance is the best way to approach it. Because you... Ignoring mm, what sorry, the county yeah. board of supervisors... You can use that for whatever you want to do. But I'm just telling you, you'll get, you're going to get the best response from the county. Did we skip the public comment? If you no. draft because yeah, Mike has to leave. We draft something. So much. If you draft something for Not respective of the like an ordinance, and <coughs> you have the terms and the conditions of enforcement of that ordinance. If there's setbacks, you need to say what they are. Or suggest. If you have power issues, <coughs> then you need to address those in that ordinance. So all those things need to be addressed in a single two pages. Otherwise, you're going nowhere and you're not going to get anything. Thank you so much for your participation. Hey. Thanks, Mike. Okay, so does anybody else have anything to add on driving county cannabis revenue to the answer on the bill? Yes, being that we are two meetings away <coughs> from submitting a report, has anyone on the committee been able to do some math about whether we have 300 or 2,000 growers, if the county does 50 or 500 <coughs> permits, how is that revenue generated going to be able to tackle this problem? Um, I don't think anybody has the, the answer to that question. What I'm thinking, personally, on this report, which most of you saw, the idea of it, <coughs> as Daryl said, we may not have to go into specifics. Perhaps our best bet for a report is to give them the broadest idea of what would help us, such as give us something back, um, protect the economy, focus on our, our issues such as water and power, and leave it at that. Try not to, to focus on numbers because in two more meetings, we may not get those numbers. I so the, the supervisors are going forward with this conversation. We need to be a part of the conversation. That's the most important part of this. And, we and, need to be a part of the conversation. feedback on what the community needs. That's what I'm asking is I did not realize, I was told that the reason we were doing this committee was because the county was two years away from coming up with any regulations. So blew my socks off to see a very detailed study considering... I still say it's two years off before that gets implemented. No, what I'm saying is they are way ahead of our committee in terms of analyzing data, gathering information, uh, itemizing and identifying issues that should be considered regardless of whether they have the right answer or the wrong answer. Uh, this is a college-level thesis we're operating at kindergarten level, trying to get our hands on things which I would like to see for locally focused on ANZA, but we don't really have any hard numbers except some stuff from AEC. Could our report then focus on what we like about what they're doing and what we dislike about what they're That's doing? That's why I gave everybody a copy, because I want you to make Well, some of us watched it, some of us downloaded it ourselves,
It is public information. And I think to ignore this and not dovetail it with our work appears not to make any progress. Well, that's the whole reason for having it. That's why I handed it out. Start marking it up. I mean, the, the whole purpose was to at least have an under, understanding of what's happening in our communities, right? And then we can provide some input right back into the county. You know? So what? So after they, finish, finish, finish. Yeah. yeah, otherwise they're going to force that to, you know, to us, and then, you know, we will not like that, and then, you know, basically we're back to square, square one, back to zero. Richard, right? we so, agree, but after four meetings, what have we achieved in terms of understanding what is going on in the community that can be dovetailed with this information other than we have 300 to 2,000 grows. The most um, generous fee that they were willing to pay is 60 cents no, no, I per square I foot. Oh, no, no, let her finish. Right. But I'm, I'm giving you a good example, right? Richard, so, are, oh, are you done? No, I'm just trying to, I've I made a very sincere attempt to read everything that any of you <coughs> have presented as a report, really try to understand the issues, really try to keep track of the numbers. <coughs> and I realize that whatever feedback we give the County Board of Supervisors, there's a framework here that's far more sophisticated than anything we're looking at and whether we agree with their answers or not, the topics and the questions mm -hmm. that they identify will form the framework of any regulation. It's very well done. Mm -hmm. Whether right, right. we say no to right. everything or not, right. I, don't, I don't have a sure single answer yet where I can say, you say X, and ANZA as a specific community has Y as a data point, a factor, or a recommendation, Four meetings later, I cannot name one thing other than we're going to do something locally for ANSA, and we're two meetings away from writing a report. Okay, so let me No, well, first of all, there's no need to get. Um, yeah. uh, I'm expressing a concern. Two meetings. Um, these meetings go long, and you know, we can achieve a lot with with uh, a month, right. a month's worth of work. Fair enough. We just need to focus our efforts and our energies. As again, I think what Daryl was trying to go at was we need to start landing some ideas. I think that's what you're going for. Uh, Richard, oh yeah, actually Kevin goes first because everybody speaks before they somebody speaks first. Kevin. Sorry. It is, uh, it appears to me that this needs to be the, uh, the focus of where we're going. This is what Jeffries and Washington are going to make their determinations on. This is what they recommended to the Board of Supervisors. Yeah, on the third page here, this lists basically the considerations that they're going to take. Uh, and let's, I think we need to remember that the uh, purpose of the AVMAC is what exactly in terms of the relationship with the county supervisor. It is to give input to the supervisor on right. what the community wants. It's, it's embodied in the name. Advisor. Valley Municipal Advisor. 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 Give advice. So, we need to develop something that's probably pretty broad in scope, um, getting to a specific dollar amount per acre of canopy is pretty pointless. That's in the weeds. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, um, <coughs> the specific issues we have are, are pretty serious. They really are. Uh, Daryl mentioned the, the power issue. It's a big, serious issue. There, there's a lot of divisions of, of different entity types here, though. 
the county's not going to be sending AMSA electric money, for example, unfortunately. Or vice versa. Unfortunately. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. But anyway, um, I, I just... I think we're, we're very time constrained. We need to focus on the bigger picture here and come up with some broad, um, broad recommendations to the to the to, to their to, the I, I think to their speaking to their paperwork. Yes, right. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Speaker and that's why I gave everybody a copy because I want everybody. Kendall, you want to chime in? Homework. Do yes, their homework. Yes, actually, there's going to be homework. Kendall, and then I'm going. <laughs> Those were the 25-page staff report and the five-page Washington Jeffries notice, right? Correct. Okay, well, my take on that is they, they, they came up with a $1.8 million budget mm -hmm. to cover 50 permits, cultivation permits, and 20 dispensaries. 19. With, with no illegal enforcement. In the component budget, or money, in right? The budget. They're, that's what it's. They're going to require just to, and they all. You know, that's four permits a month. They want to process. Okay, and and uh, in in their the staff recommendation, they essentially are with with ag and and industrial zoning. They're completely eliminating ANZA. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's. My feeling of why I'm here is to try and, you know, include the people that are already in this that want to come in and not exclude and, 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 and disagree with staff's recommendations. So I mean, that's how I. Feel. And I think we, we're both. We're, we're everybody's here, we're kind here of to still banter this back and forth. They laid out a very expensive, very limited, exclusionary program, and if we just roll with it, it's over up here. Okay. It's over I'm going to go for some lemonade and then you Please, go. I need so to clarify I'm, I'm, something. I'm about to, to, uh, to ask that we, um, that we, um, that we, that we break the rules a little. And we need to, I think, as Philip mentioned, we need to take this as homework. Everybody needs to read this clearly. Uh, this is not the moment where we're going to go through 25 pages, <coughs> but we need to basically grab yourself a highlighter everything you think is that does not apply to ANZA or that somehow affects ANZA, we bring it back to the table and we we try and we try and work around this and our within their frame within framework. their framework recommend, you know, this as you mentioned with the, the, the ag in the commercial, this doesn't work for us. You mentioned electric. They they're they're promoting full on indoor. Uh, which is basically use up all the power, go for it. Well, they so, actually said they have a renewable component, but we are. But that's not necessarily so, popular with the so, co-op. So, so we grab so. all these elements that do not apply or basically do not uh, favor the Anza Valley, and that should be our recommendation. Everything that we we basically cross out parts of their 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 recommendations and make recommendations of our own based on their recommendations, and that's. Basically, what you should do. That's that's. The you know, and do. I don't have do. a sense on the going first. Okay, okay. I mean, sorry. I just wanted to clarify. Um, I was not arguing for anything in here. I was saying that they have laid out, let's say, an outline, the topics of discussion in a very sophisticated way, and that our approach needed to at least dovetail with that, even if we disagree with every single topic, this gives us a sort of skeleton of what we should address and say, we like this, we don't like this. Even if we say we don't like all of it, 
that it should be um, along these lines, one. And two, they clarified over and over again. I watched the whole meeting live. I've read this several times already. They explained that although Riverside County is huge, the County Board of Supervisors was discussing unincorporated <coughs> Riverside County and a very small number of population. The area is vast, Less but the, number of, <coughs> the number of people involved is very small and that their regulations only address unincorporated Riverside County. Many municipalities and cities have their own regulatory structure. There will be lots and lots of cannabis growers, testing facilities, dispensaries in Riverside County that could be 20 minutes of, well, in Anza, everything's an hour away, but could be an hour away from us, but would not fall under unincorporated Riverside County. So I'm in favor of helping give voice to my opinion as part of a committee to what is ANZA specific, but it does need to use this as a blueprint for the topics to bring up. I think that's really clear. Give the comment. Kevin's going, uh, you want to talk to? Yeah, no, no, that's okay. okay. Well, I'll right? wait. I mean, Kevin, go first, and then uh, Richard. Okay. Um, I'd like to point out that um, the subtitle of this, is, or I guess it's the title, is the Regulatory Framework. Um, what this is, is county level regulators proposing um, some options here. This is what regulators do. One of my primary functions in this job is dealing with regulation. So the way to respond to this is in a very direct, deliberate, and point by point uh, manner. Um, so uh, if, if we do anything other than that, we're simply going to be ignored. So if you want to have effect, if you want to point out uh, the local issues uh, that they may or may not understand correctly in there, uh, we've got a very clear path, I believe, uh, to writing a response to this. If that is what the intent of the AVMAC is, is. And you guys have to tell us that. It is. So uh, it is right. it, my recommendation would be we try to figure out how to reverse engineer this into a, a, a bullet point thing, write out a response to them, and then draft it back into a very similar format so this makes sense to a regulator. Okay. If this weren't an building, I would give you a cigar. So, okay. yes. so Richard? Yeah. So, so, um, so I don't dis disagree with your commentary, right, Kevin, because before we have this meeting, right, we have a very clear objective what of you know, goal is to, to get more data, more collection, right? And this was before this report was coming out, right? We did not know that there was a report that's coming out. Till right? last and week. Till last, last week. So now that we have at least some data, right, we have an understanding of what's happening in our, our, our valley, and now that that report is coming out, right? Now we have a good understanding to say, you know, the four point we're talking about is the zoning issue, right? That's mentioned in there. They talk about indoor out or only, right? And we have outdoor people here. That's an issue that we have here, right? And so there are three or four very important bullets that I actually mentioned there, right? And now that we have some data, the to Kevin's point, right? We can now at least we can respond back point by point on the one that we think is not applicable to our area, right? And I think it makes sense, right? And so you know, I, I 
like I said, I don't disagree with <coughs> what everybody says, but what I'm saying is, look, that's a good framework to start with, but there are a lot of things in the report that is not applicable to us, or at least too harsh of a you know, recommendation that will really causing a lot of impact to us, right? And so, you know, to everybody's point, yeah, if we want to go back and basically recommend point by point, that's also, you know, I would suggest as well, because prior to this, we did not know that that report was going to come out last week, right? And that's the whole purpose of having this I'm so confused. It data. says that this report was authorized one year ago. In November. And we all right. knew that it was coming out. <coughs> no. We didn't know when it was coming out. We didn't know when it was coming yeah. out. No, we didn't. It just we, came out. I don't On March 21st, 2017, the Board of Supervisors appointed to... Um, Jeffries and Washington. Jeffries and Washington, and Washington for the committee. Right. And then they and their staff began to work on... That's what the was, was created because they they de they decided this in March and we saw a one whole year, year ago a whole year passed by and nothing had happened and our community was being affected by this so that's that's one of the principal reasons. Oh, so why you we knew said, that they were working on it, but you were surprised that they produced a report there was last week. We were, well, they, yes, they did one hundred fifty thousand dollars to HDL companies to put that together. Oh, so this was with, not done in by conjunction staff. with planning. In conjunction with planning was and the other salaried and paid for this. I mean, where did that hundred and fifty thousand go? That's it went to the HDL. It went to HDL. It's going to cost them seven hundred. It would have cost them seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to prepare an ordinance. Right, so I understand. The same, that, same but they hired a professional consultant for. But municipalities do it all the time, where right. the county council or deputy council planning code enforcement, etc. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so outside you know consultants, Actually, this is very you, normal. You give me gavel this time around. So that's okay. Bring the big one. one. So you know that's what? It. I'm going to consider. And I, I move that we suspend the rules and consider. Um, Scrapping the rest of the items in the agenda and creating a new one simply, uh, again, everybody take this home. We're not going to achieve anything right now uh, arguing about who they gave money to, how they came up with this. We read it. We analyze we it. it now. We come back. We regroup. We have time to – we have one more meeting where we can discuss every single point, one by one, what we want to achieve. Uh, we, we create something, we, we redraft it, and by the next meeting, we can come back and, and say, review it and say, I like it. If there's a quorum, is there a majority vote? We give it to the AVMEC, the AVMEC gives it to the supervisor, and we, we fulfilled our function. We've, we've been doing good work. We've all been doing excellent work, and this is just part of the discussion. This, this happens in happy families. So, so <laughs> all the time, all the time. So can we do that? Is everybody okay with suspending talking about zoning discussion you and just taking this home. A more concise motion for the secretary to record. Uh, um, what's your motion, sir? I move that we suspend the rules and consider uh, scrapping the rest of the items on the agenda except public comments and take the County of Riverside Planning Department staff report preliminary working draft, the regulatory framework for cannabis-related businesses, study it, and return to the following meeting with uh, amendments or corrections that apply to the Anza of Wyandotte Valley. I would like to. Sounds good. I would like to offer a different. Yeah, motion. sure. If it's if it's shorter, go for it. Motion uh, <laughs> on the floor. Oh, okay. yeah. that's true. It either it gets a second or it dies for lack of. Does it have a second? Second. Okay. Now we open for discussion. Now we're open for discussion.
I will make you use Robert's rules. Yes. <laughs> I like you to be in check. I like you. Well done. Um, I would like to simply move the remaining new business to Point of order. Motion and second on the board. Discussion of the discuss. Please. You can't make another motion. I apologize. <laughs> You may discuss that this motion is not uh, applicable for some reason, or that you would or, or amend it. Or amend it. I would like to amend the motion. Covered. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. He can't. I can. Well, you, but you can. You can. You can suggest an amendment. I would like to make an a suggestion. Discussion. There you go. There you go. Yes. Suggest a way. Yes, that we simply move the unfinished new business to our next meeting as old business. Uh, there you go. Gift to you. Ah, thank you. <laughs> but this is true. A committee, oh, and a co another right, committee right, member okay, okay, cannot okay. offer an amendment to a motion on the floor. Right. So yes, only you know what? I will. I will motion. amend my motion to move the rest of the new business to the next meeting. Do I get a second? A re-second? Nobody. No re-second. It dies for lack of a second. Going no, once. Does no, it die? No. Uh, Does it get? Mind. You're not going to do, do it anymore, Ken? If I amend my motion, don't you have to re-second my motion? No. No, we have to take a vote on your original motion. But I have amended my motion. I we haven't taken a vote on your, your, your amendment. That's why I'm asking for a second on the amendment. You can't just kill your motion after it's had a second. <laughs> it has to go to vote. Can I kill my motion? <laughs> um, okay, then I move the previous question. Do we mo vote on the motion, <clears throat> the one with the very long title? Can we get a vote on it? All in favor? This is your original motion? The original motion, yeah. Do we get a vote on it? All in favor? Aye. 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 Oh, well, okay. it passes by... Yeah. Wait, can I get a recount there? Hands? It passes with the majority, so... So we're <coughs> suspending rules, scrapping the rest of the agenda, and assigning a review of the working report, working draft from the... That's the motion? Correct. That's the that motion. passed? Okay. Now, I would like to make a motion. Please. That we take the stuff that we just scrapped off of this and put it on next month's agenda or next meeting's agenda. Second. Is that what you're after? Oh, yeah. There Thank we go. You. Well yeah. done. So is there anybody going to discuss All in favor? All in favor? No. All favor. Discussion. Oh, good. This is a discussion. We can have discussion. Anybody want to discuss it? I have a quick comment. Uh, so does that mean that you want us to stop all the survey or? No, 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 we can keep the survey. You want to I think that that, that, should that be can be used as input. Yeah, okay. 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 So any input regarding the motion on the floor? No? We take a vote. All in favor? Okay. Aye. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, I would move that we, we uh, no, I can move that. We should use passive-aggressive book throwing on the table. No, right. <laughs> hey, it was only one copy. You know, it's the only okay, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I've been in this room for all day. hours now. So. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay, so, so we move on to the public yeah. comment section. Anybody in the well, public? Well, I had one more question. <coughs> all right, Just a thought, because yeah. we're only going to have a meeting in two weeks. Okay. It, can we create a committee? That reports back to the committee in two weeks. It's called a subcommittee. A subcommittee of this committee. Can we do that? I'm yeah. asking. I don't yes, know. Isn't yes, that a violation of the Brown Act? No, no because we're not. So we're, we're not. a committee that's a sub that's subsidiary to the AVMAC, well, which is subsidiary to the Board of. I think the committee again can only have two members. The subcommittee can only have two members of the committee. That way, it's not a violation of the Brown Act. Yeah, but I don't okay. think we're we're not. 
affected by the Brown Act, Kevin? Well, as our this, committee? Well, this committee? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I are think we, we are. Yeah, okay. by the yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. We yeah. haven't been to our training yet. We're suggesting legislation. Well, no, I know. No, we aren't. So what, what is the subcommittee you're proposing? Perhaps two people? Well, I was or we can thinking of groups. two or three people, but mm -hmm. now you're telling me we can't have three people? Well, we can break it up. We can make two subcommittees between two. Well, no. That somebody <laughs> works on this over the next week, three people work on this and come up with something working because all of us working individually, guess what we're going to be doing all next meeting and we'll never get to the new business is somebody works on it. Maybe it'd be two people, a subcommittee of two people work on maybe a grower and a non-grower work on what the growers would wants and needs would be and the non-grower, the community people wants and needs would be. To, and all of us work on it individually as well, but you know, we'll have I have one working draft, so we could basically. Well, but we can merge it all together, but it would probably speed up. And I know Kevin has a lot more regulatory. I know he doesn't have a lot of spare time. He has a full time job too, but he has a lot of regulation experience. So what would the rest of us do? The two. No, we all do something, but a grower and a non grower. Work on work together because you know I'm not a grower. I you know some of you are growers and some of you are not growers. Some of you are pro and some of you are. Okay, we left. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Didn't mean nothing. Okay. I'm okay. To, I was just answering. What I would I would suggest uh, along that vein there. Um, just glancing through this, and I'm sorry I haven't had a chance to read this yet, and I did not make the meeting. Um, the the points that we want to address in here are the everything that says staff recommendation. Yes. Okay. So what we want to do is develop a preamble. I'm happy to do that. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll do a little backgrounder, and then we should list the uh, the staff recommendations and then our response to them. So what I would suggest is we want to come up with assignments for the committee to address individual sections related to the staff recommendations that are in here. That's Does that work? That sounds that's perfect so to me. I'm sorry, I'm confused. So somebody would have the assignment to come up with <coughs> some answers to the staff recommendations, Zoning and then bring it back, and then we would do what at the next meeting? Vote for it. Hash through it. Hash through it. Right. But you know, like I, I would be willing to do uh, zoning personally, <coughs> and mm -hmm. because I can tell you right now. What they did actually benefits me. I have CPS property. I can do a micro grow on my property. I can do testing. But all <coughs> these other people that are up here are on RR, RA, anything with an R, guess what? You're out of business. If you have an RR zoning or any R in front of it, you're out of business. If you're agricultural or commercial, you're in business. End of story. Um, um, no, Kieran, Kieran, had, Kieran had something to say. Based on what I heard them after they absorbed the staff report, which HDL or lawyers or whoever did, it appeared as though they settled on not licensing fee, not something else that was a regulatory thing, but they came up with development agreements. They expressed a sensitivity to the individual small smaller yes. farmers. They expressed a sensitivity to the uniqueness of certain unincorporated areas. 
Um, to me, in support of my concerns as a resident and growers who want to be compliant, I thought that it would make sense to review what we don't agree with or what we want to introduce as, hey, we like what you did here in terms of all your research. Here are the factors that we think are not going to be, you know, by eliminating every single <coughs> residential or I heard somebody say residential of 20 acres or something, whatever modifications we feel um, this does not serve ANZA well with is what we need to fine tune our <coughs> response to and not worry about what we agree with well, or that, like. That's exactly what we're saying. I mean, this, yeah, that's this, exactly what this, we're saying. We're, we're assigning tasks on each individual individual aspect of the, the, the proposed regulations. But can we at least identify what we do agree with and what we don't <coughs> agree with so that we can focus on what actually matters to us? I think this meeting has run very long as to determine that right now. Oh. So that, that's, that I, I, I we'll be here we'll all be, night, Karen. No, no, what I'm saying <coughs> is, um, Maybe you could do some of it by email. Maybe we could boil some stuff down. Daisy chaining is also against the Brown Act, even though we're not all three Daisy of us. Daisy chaining. Basically, I'm talking, talking to each other. No, 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 no. No, no. Well, whatever. But I'm just explaining that. Um, in, in support of people who want to grow well, if it's possible under this structure, identifying what we don't agree with or what we have feedback on. And that will happen all once that everybody happens. comes, exactly comes through with it. Bob just adjusts, right? Yeah, that's what Bob suggests. Yeah. He brings in what, what he, what, what, yeah. I mean, we've already talked about it. We all sort of have a basic idea of what's good for Anza. So if he brings something in, we discuss it. If it's good, we vote on it, it passes, then we go on to the next subject. And Kevin. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, just glancing through this real quickly, the main uh, recommendation areas that I see are uh, broken down into cultivation, uh, retail, uh, it looks like retail sites, distribution Manufacturing, sites, testing, testing labs, dispensaries, yeah. and cultivation camps. Right. Those are on page 8, 12, and 13, yeah. 16, 18, and 19, and then they have the cap section, so 22 my, to 25. My question is, is, how many of these are things that we want to address? All of them? Or do we want to mainly focus on cultivation and the uh, uh, and the, the cap on, on uh, licenses? Or what do you guys think? I think, sorry, I, I understood cultivation, number of licenses, and some uh, kind of ad hoc approach to considering res some sizes of residential grow based on a development agreement where, okay, you don't want to impact too okay, many. Okay, we're already off in the weeds. Retail, does it matter retail? I, I don't think so. I don't think okay. there's still Distribution points, um, testing labs. Do we want, well, do we want we'll commentary on that? No, no. That's gonna be one of the things that has to be. Well, you think That's there's going to be a testing lab up here? Is that probably going to be? I think it'll be up here somewhere. But I mean, Anza, remember that we're limited to this little map. Where's the little map? I don't know map. Okay, so what, what, I'm, what I'm suggesting, yeah. Mr. Chairman, is that we, oh. we distill these down and appoint them. Okay. And get on with it. Sub subcommittees for each one? Is that what you're saying? Just individual. Beyond cultivation. Beyond cultivation, what else are we talking about? That's what I don't understand. Uh, the cap. On, on the licenses. cap. 50 okay. licenses. Right. Countywide. Well, we know yes. Okay, so, well, yeah, okay. but okay. we have we to address it. Can I get order here? All right, cool. So, let's appoint uh, one person to bring in something for each one of these aspects. 
and we, he presents a report, he or she presents a report, and we, we talk about it next time. That's, that, that's what's going to happen. That's well, how, that's I can do work. zoning and setbacks. I have a zoning map. Can we I get can a motion to get Bob to do zoning? Well, I'm not sure about that. Bob. Why? Just pretty much wiped out the whole mountain by saying R&R is not going to work. Yeah, well, I didn't I say mean, that. That's not, well, that's what you said. No, I said this report yeah, wipes it out. Says, yes. yeah. Right. So, so we respond to this report. We yeah, respond in yes. what hands the needs. Okay. You know, I can tell you right now, eliminating a residential zoning right. is going to destroy of the community. Yeah, this a bunch of times. That, so that we said at the, the supervisor's meeting, all that was brought up already. Can somebody yeah, but have a motion to give somebody the responsibility of giving us do you a, want a it, response George? to no. zoning? Somebody? I move to appoint to Bob Gibbon. Yeah, do you get a second? second. Zoning and second. setbacks. There's, there's okay. two seconds. Um, is there objections, comments? Oh, can we vote on it? Uh, all in favor of Bob Giffen giving us a little... Uh, aye. Aye. This, this stuff. Yeah. Passes unanimously. What else? Are we doing retail? Do we do retail? Skip it for now. Skip it for now. Good. All in favor of skipping retail? Mo, uh, somebody move? Aye. <laughs> okay, we're going to break the rules here. Though. Consensus. Consensus. Great. There we skip go. retail. Uh, and should we skip everything else for now except cultivation? Distribution is distribution is a thing. Necessary. It's going to impact. It's going to impact. Okay, so well, transportation. Um, yeah, well, distribution. So can we get a motion? Who's going to get distribution? Let's see what they say here. Who's going to answer to distribution? Can we get a motion here? Volunteer. Somebody wants to volunteer, or do we appoint someone? Well, I don't know if there's any distributors. Uh, I know everybody's distributing, but so I don't know if they have to be a licensed distributor in order to distribute. It's a whole separate license. Yeah. Correct. But, but do we have any objections to what they're proposing in distribution? I, I well, until we meet it, I have no idea. Yeah, okay. So, okay, well. They want to prohibit distrib distribution in all R's. Um, it'd be prohibited in the Temecula wine, uh, Valley wine country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they want to get you a discretionary land use permit. Um, and that looks like about it. So, is there any opposition to this? Or, or they're just following this. I'll they, take up that one. You'll we'll take that one? Okay. As it affects us. As it affects us. Well, it will affect the cannabis yeah. industry. So, yeah, I guess. So, yes. Can we get a motion to get Kendall to bring us back? Uh, I'll make a motion for Kendall to do this. And a second, is there a and discussion? And cultivation. George, Richard, can we keep it quiet so we can get this done fast? So, no discussion? Is there a discussion? Yes, there is a discussion. Of course, yeah. go for it, Phil. He offered to do two things, and you haven't recognized them. Yeah. What? What else did you Distribution and cultivation. I'll, I'll rebut the, the cultivation uh, metrics that they've laid down. Okay. So you're doing cultivation or distribution? And distribution, if no one else. Well, wants let's to do, do one by really one. I really want to pay attention to the to the caps and the and the. Uh, I, I suggest you go the, with cultivation. The, the, the your your expertise is cultivation, and I, I I think it would be you would be best used in cultivation. That's my opinion. Yeah, but if no one else wants to. But there's a motion on the floor that says. I'll look into it. And, um, you know, but like say other you know someone's going to have to come up here if it's allowed to to. To distribute. To, to take it to, to these other spots. To the testing so labs. But well, we can give distribution right. to someone else to, to investigate. So to We can. Do we want to? He's, he's offered to do them both. Well, I, I thought you were against him doing both. No, not at all. No, not at all. No. Oh, just, just, amend your, um, just amend your, 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 uh, your movement yeah, and just make him do both. I'm running out of comment. Out of time. We're all going to read this. I believe yeah. it. Yes. We are. We're all going to have input in our next session, regardless who's assigned... To, and directed to to study that one particular issue. So, you know, if he volunteers, 
if Ken's volunteering for distribution as well as cultivation, let, let him do it. I say, and then we're going to give our input based on whatever he wants There's a motion on the floor. No, I'm sorry. Uh, which Please, to give no him motion. distribution. I, I'm going to have to leave in a few minutes. I, I know. Well, I have to leave. Okay, so. can you amend your motion to give Kendall uh, distribution and cultivation? Yeah. All in favor? Uh, Aye. 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 Unanimous. So let's keep it with that. Um, and let's let's stick with that for the moment. Everybody, do your homework. Read this. Well, um, those are the two most, those are the two most most impactful in Anne's about. Okay. That's the two most pertinent issues. All right. Well, in so zoning. Today well, in zoning. The yeah, 22nd. Right. Two weeks would be the week of the 5th, 6th, and 7th. What times? Right. And what day? Right. April yes, 5th, Kevin. 6th. Mr. Chair, I will work on the preamble. Thank you. you Please do Thank so. you very much. Now I'm going to move on. Oh, it's do we need a motion? First, anybody objects? No, we don't need a motion no, no, for things like that. Yeah, no, no. Great. I okay, mean, so unless, unless you want to point out that I'm out of order. Oh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> we, I, we, I spoke of, we spoke of the past. So of who's going to write the Bill of Rights now? You know, okay. the April 5th, is that what you're proposing? April 5th or 6th? Can we what day of the week is it? You better look at your calendar. Thursday yeah. and Friday. Thursday or Friday? Thursday or Friday, 5 or 6. I'm not available on Friday. I'm Thursday. Thursday, you are. Uh, right now, I am. Can we get a show of hands for Thursday? Well, you know, there's one other component which they really didn't address in here. Which is? Water. They didn't talk about electricity either. Well, I understand. Can that be part of the preamble? So, but no, but no. water and electricity are both. When they do a no, development a agreement that's or a, a permit, all that gets considered. Yeah, they won't give a license without proof of water. You're not going to get a license unless we figure out a solution to the water situation. They need to do something, and I'm working stone right now. I'm just throwing that out there. That they're not going to give you a license, and you, you're going to have to go to State Water Resources Board to get your license. They'll say, oh, well, you're in an unadjudicated and unquantified a basin. You have no water. You have overlier rights, but you're asking for a commercial use with a residential well. That's probably your biggest obstacle. That's so, of everybody else. No, but we need to make that the county aware that they're going to have to make a carve-out for Anne's Valley. They've been refusing to do it, and so has the state, and they keep blaming each other about the water. So what's and I know since day one I've said the water is going to be a problem. How do we address it? Well, we need to make a recommendation as the CERC and the MAC mm -hmm. to the county that they have to address it. Add-ons to what they've already discussed. Who wants to take that one on? Like. I gave you the paperwork on that. We well, I know, but it doesn't. We don't need to file a, spe a limited use. Yeah, we know, but, but eventually, this is. Yeah, but somebody needs to make a recommendation on why. Yeah, but you're asking for a commercial use of a residential well. I know you don't understand that, Kendall. It won't happen. It won't happen. That's because you're agricultural. Okay. Now, Kevin here. Um, if you ask the county to approve a water permit or water-based permits or water as a as a uh, conditional land use permit for cannabis growers, and you can't get a permit for anything else in the area, based on that, you're going to have. Well, I know we're going to go nowhere. So. But I'm working, like I said, I'm currently working with the state level to create that box to put in the TMF form. 
that were unadjudicated. Understood. So is that and something we should be discussing now until you No, get, you but get water needs to be addressed with the county because they're mm -hmm. part of the component that the county mm -hmm. won't let you move forward either. It's uh, so at both levels. So we talk water at the next meeting? Uh, we just I would just give suggest it a big space. what Edison is saying. We've already got some tasks here. Right, right. We've all got to read this. And what you're going to do about water is you're not going to really propose anything. You're just going to bring it up. And we can do that in our write-up when we get done with this other stuff. When we do okay. that, we'll just bring the water up at the next meeting. Okay, well. so what we were dealing with right now is the next meeting, the 5th or the 6th. Hands for the 5th, Thursday? Majority? All right. Next meeting shall be Thursday, April 5th at 5 o'clock. Same place? Sure, if nobody's going to tear the boys down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a personal invite to Rodney. You yeah. can't be here. No, no. I, you can't? No, no. I was joking. I said I was stupid. I should have gone for the sixth. Would you I rather? can't be here on the sixth. You're right, right. Oh, I see. Sorry. He'll be here on the show. All right, so with Question. that. Um, Did you pass out um, the, the information packets to those who were missed last yes, week? Yes, this is yours, Kieran. Thanks. Our last meeting. Yeah, I'm sorry. A point of order, we still need public comments. Yes, I know, I know. We I know. Public comments? Comment. Public comments? I just want to ask. Go ahead. They hear from anyway. me all the time. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I just want to know, um, why is uh, Riverside Unincorporated going to be so heavily impacted by the legalization? I mean, if anybody can grow a plant from inside their house, why is this region going to get hit so hard by it? Because we already have maybe a thousand, I'm going between 300 and 2,000, mm -hmm. that where <coughs> what's allowed is six plants per household, and we have maybe a thousand growers that are growing hundreds of plants, That's maybe more. We're trying to create some for on a commercial basis, not residential, personal use. <coughs> commercial purposes. And I believe the, the, well again, an answer to your question would be the fact that um, every single community in the unincorporated area is covered with a blanket, med, legal, I mean, uh, legislated in the same manner, not in a specific way, like a city. You can't choose what happens here. We can only recommend. So that's why we're having But we are Cannabis Central for unincorporated Riverside County. <coughs> Tell me your name for, for public comment. I'm uh, Thomas Karras. Thomas... Karras, K-A-R-R-A-S. Thank you. <coughs> so we had another public comment, Andrew. Real quick, uh, I would just say that uh, I would suggest that rather than trying to come up with recommendations out of thin air, that it would, whatever recommendations you guys make should dovetail exactly with either a state license or, the, or these county regulations, N nothing else. Because what, what we've had already is three separate jurisdictions with three separate sets of rules. You couldn't be legal if you wanted to, you know? So it's, uh, uh, I would say for, for the time and the simplicity's sake, we just go down the list of the licenses the states offer, say, we allow this, we don't allow that, we allow this, we don't allow that. We're not dealing with licensing. We are. We're, no, we're, 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 we're recommending to the county how they should handle so and the valley. So they should allow, right? This has already dovetailed with the state. It this is. This is already uh, under the framework. State licensing. Right. But I mean, if we make a recommendation to say, okay, we'll approve everything at the cottage level, for example, you know, wouldn't that make a lot of sense rather than try to, you know, hammer out a regulation from the ground up? Well, that's kind of what we're doing. I think. I think the idea is just basically 
tweaking what they're recommending and recommending a little more for us, a little less. Mm-hmm. It's just we're just working around what they're doing. <coughs> we are doing that. And to respond real quick to the water thing, Bob, according to the state licensing thing, if you have a private well, you, you get a waiver. It's that easy. Yeah. You're not going to be able to solve this, but we bring it up every time okay. we're here. Andrew, well, talk to the bureaucrats yeah. in at, at county. I mean, well, we'll talk to Bob for 20 minutes every time about the water thing. Man. All right, so it is. Meeting adjourned at 748. Can we get some order? At 748, I call this meeting adjourned. Thank you very much for your participation. Please keep your heads on your shoulders. We're almost there. We're almost done. We're almost crazy. No, we are crazy. We're done before we started, actually.